0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Vicious Cycle Podcast. This is episode three. And uh, today, I have somebody very special with me. We call him my brother from another mother, Gus Gus. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend.
1: Gus Johnson, uh, former captain Vicious Cycle, still captain. Uh, Kenton basically grew up trying to... Uh, fish met kent along the way eventually we came across the pass and started to fish together okay now i know
0: everything about you and so one thing i have discovered with with my couple podcasts i've had so far um when you tell a story it's super important to try and paint the picture a lot of the people that are listening have no idea what we're talking about at all in hawaii um, yesterday, I interviewed this legendary guy. You, you, you would know him, Sylvester. And Sylvester had never even heard of a podcast, and so he was relative, like great, great, great guy. But you know, kind of distracted, like you know, just didn't really understand totally what was going on. Fantastic, but uh, you know, if you want to describe something, uh, make sure you just kind of really pronunciate it and and and, and, and describe it because. You know, like if you point to something, or people can't see it. Uh, that was one thing, kind of with Sylvester yesterday, where you know, like you know, he did, you know, he'd be pointing a boat behind you, which nobody can see. Nobody so, can we, see. so we so, got to hear it. So yeah. like, I know you very well, and so uh, I'm going to try to really make a point of asking you questions that you might be like,
1: you know, that already, but that's because mm-hmm. the people listening don't, don't. So. so. I guess if I could paint a better picture, Kailua, Kona, Harbor, Honokahau. Um, Where's that located? West side of Big Island, Hawaii, middle of the Pacific Ocean, where the rock, we live out here. I was born and raised in the uh, southernmost tip of the United States, basically grew up there fishing, learning how to fish. and then That's on the Big Island, right? That's on the Big Island, correct. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I came made my way to Kona and crossed paths with Kenton, and um, on a trip through our buddy Mike, that was running. Okay, you know what we need to do? We're gonna crack open this bottle of whiskey here. We're All gonna. Right. You need a little. Fi- right. You need a little fisherman
0: lubricant here. Let's let's get the nerves out a little bit. I. Uh, I'm not sponsored by Jack Daniels, but you wouldn't know that by how much I've been drinking recently. Hopefully, so- we'll be. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. So, so what, let's give the folks at home a little background information. So, when I first met Gus, um, he had just done several trips with another uh, captain that I w- had worked for, a very well known um, local fisherman, Mike Harlan, which I worked for for years. And um, Gus had done a few trips at this point on Mike's boat, the Kaleon.
1: And I've heard of Kenton prior to that. I've also seen Kenton on prior fishing trips, one trip prior we ended up in the same spot early in the morning and he was on Makana and I was on my father's boat and we ended up actually dangling a school of tuna together prior to even knowing each other.
0: Okay, so also all great stuff. Uh, The Makana also belonged to Mike. And so uh, he had two boats, still has two boats. And so I I had already worked – I had already been working for Mike and uh, Gus and his brother. Now, we'll get into that if that's okay to get into that subject.
1: totally fine.
0: fine. So Gus and his his twin brother, Devin, were already working with Mike. And I had been the captain on his other vessel, Makana. And I don't exactly remember what had happened, why – I, I can't remember if the Kalea was already loaded up and Mike couldn't go for some reason,
1: or... We had gone on a trip prior with Mike. With Mike, okay. And we knew it was biting. So that's that was what it why was. that's we made our first trip on the Kalea. Okay. And the boat was loaded up, ready to go already. Okay. I don't I... know if the... I, I'm pretty positive the Makana had problems. That's why we were fishing the Kalea, because it was... Those first couple of trips with Mike, we were... There was some Can- kind of mechanical issue mechanical- or something. Mechanical issue. So we were fishing the Kalea to raise funds to fix the Makana. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. I think there was some type of mechanical issue. And I had just gotten done. At that time, um, I was sport fishing uh, mostly in the summers. Like back then, we didn't really... gone
1: in Costa Rica or something like that. You no, were tournament fishing somewhere. No,
0: I i, I, I had fished the... I, I had fished the summer in Kona, if I recall properly. Because back then... Uh, we didn't really fish the Sea Mountain very often, like we do today, because uh, the market wasn't there. If you may recall, it wasn't. It didn't. We used to fish either inside, or we didn't fish at all. What would happen is the inshore would bite, and then the we would tie up the offshore boats uh, for the summer. The thing I do remember about this trip, um, I, mem- I remember a lot about this trip because, it, you know, the events that followed afterwards. But the thing I do remember is that I did this one trip with you guys. And then I immediately got on an airplane and went to Australia to fish a season on the Great Barrier Reef. So I remember that it was it, – so it must have been September. It was – Right? Uh, or, se-
1: it was September. It was yep. September. Uh, basically, it was that season where – from where what I was learning, now I know, but um, at that time of the year, that area of the Pacific Blights and the low pressures and this and that causes the waters for the big eyes. We had fished the mountain, and we saw that
0: the... Uh, okay, again, for the people at home, when we reference the mountain, that is a the cross-sea mountain, uh, which is a pinnacle that's about uh, almost equal distance from Oahu so Kona. to Kona. It's 155 miles south of Oahu, or 138 well, miles. 10
1: miles shorter,
0: right? Yeah, plus... From, it's from it's my, right around... It's, depending well, on the, it's, 130, and the
1: it's 138
0: miles out of Kona, if you want to be exact, if you're going to... Depending on what you call the high spot, but or the center. But anyways, um, they're about equal distant. And, uh, I recall that you guys had discovered with Mike that there was fish at buoy three. Now buoy three, uh, is a weather buoy. Uh, Hawaii is surrounded by, uh, these weather buoys that are put out by NOAA to monitor the weather and major events. Um, like as a hurricane warning
1: system, they monitor the, 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 the swell. Um, the metric pressure, right? All these things, water fathom, the, 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 the water temperature, yep, a subsurface, correct? Yep.
0: Correct. They have monitored all those things for many years. Uh, they're probably best known by our local surfing community, uh, particularly the buoys up north. That's what I that's this is how I determine when and where I'm going to surf. Th- that's yes, and so um, people monitor that stuff, they watch the swell, and they kind of prep for where they want to be. <laughs> yeah. now, now these spots, as, as Gus and I will go into, um, sometimes are just like oasis for, for fish. Um, because of fish's natural attraction to floatasm, like you know, like to roots or a tree they find floating or anything, fish have a natural curiosity, but also um, particularly tunas have a natural attraction to float And so even if there's no food around these things, a School of tuna fish will hang around them
1: or or mahi mahi's
0: or, or my mais onos. onos.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Kenton's first trip, we had the sea was green basically because there were so many my mais And we'll yeah. get into that we'll get into that trip later. But
0: yeah. well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we can have the subject, we don't have to keep pushing off. The great thing about a podcast <laughs> is we aren't really locked in, and I mean, that's a different subject as far as. I would go into for sustainability and stuff. My my are my next big fish, in my opinion, that we need to really look
1: at because well, that trip we basically yes we fishing with you we caught every my my we could. The sea was green of them, and that was a basically a determining factor of that was when we started to switch from a Kona fishery to an Oahu fishery to the auction block. And I remember that trip. You I think we pull. Every single fish out of there, we already had thousands what, of pounds. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's
0: what, 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 <laughs> what, what's, what's back up. Let's back up. Now you're talking about two different boats. Let's not get too far away from our original oh, fishing story before yeah. before we get into loads of my, my. But where I was going with that is that no part of me believes there are as many my, my around today as there was back then. I, I think... Or at least around from a weather buoy standpoint, we don't see anywhere near the, amount, the, the amount. amount that we used to. Because I literally can remember going up to those buoys and just not trying to catch them. And we would just catch the cool. ones that we were like trolling back by to go tuna fishing. And we'd end up with a hundred pieces at the end of a trip. And I wasn't trying to target them because I basically would get to a point where once i caught too many my mys, I actually flooded my own market. So it was like, I wanted to catch X amount but I had kind of figured out that, like, if you brought in, like, more than, like, 1,500 pounds at a time, you just kind of got a lower price. And if you were going to go back to the buoy, it was kind of better just to leave them there and then you could sell them next week, so, you, so you know? I, so that I, was I, that was kind of like the program for a while. But it, it's just not like that today. You wouldn't go to a buoy and leave 100 MIMIs because – you're not going to see them. Why would
1: you? You're well, never going to see them again.
0: You're never going to see them again, like you would back then. Back then, the water a lot of times would just be like green around back. these it's not things. Not like
1: you can come back next week and they're going to be sitting there. They have tails, and there is predators in the ocean. The,
0: well, I think that's that. That that is a big part of it. Is that uh, those buoys are so heavily monitored by the whales today? I just don't think they actually have time to build up on what they used to. And
1: and make because yeah. the, the predators come through and, f- uh, and push them out. And I think
0: them. the whales are so trained, and they have it in their system that I think it's just part of their hunting routine. I think they check the way the whales check the buoy so often that the pile just never really stays because the whales have just put it in their program. Okay, we go here; it's a free meal. Like I really think it's in. I think it's. I think it's in their system because really it's been a, a number of years. Um, some people, I, I you know, I've had this conversation. Some people think it's because they went to a different style buoy um you know they went to this a disc buoy versus the old buoys that were like 18 feet long and looked like a little boat but my only argument on that is the biggest trips i've ever had like weight wise and fish size wise are actually off those smaller buoys so but but but
1: much more inconsistent is the problem so on, on that topic This weekend, we had the tournament, uh, Kawahi Lures, Kimo Watson set it up. It was rough as hell. weather was rough. This tournament is
0: where? Around the Big Island?
1: Anywhere on the Big Island. Okay. It's a guerrilla tournament. Meaning? Meaning... You can fish anywhere you want, any style you want, live bait, maki dog, I don't care how you catch it, biggest fish. Jungle rules. Jungle rules. Okay. Gorilla tournament. All right, and what, what, what are you fishing Start for? Start fishing is six, so the categories are basically like every other tournament, marlin, ahi, mahi, ono, correct. And then overall weight, so you get biggest ahi, biggest aku, biggest…
0: Is the marlin division, is it harvest everything or is it catch and release and then
1: it's harvest harvest okay this is fucking no ay this is an ayso you know this is john masters i'll quote him this ain't fucking the ayso fishing this is not everybody gets a prize you're coming to win you got to have it on your deck okay well the video recording time and date
0: well you know a lot of people Gus, and this is very different from our from the culture out here and and definitely the one you grew up on a lot of places they just don't keep marlin so, like, you tell people that they're they're killing a marlin, some people are like, "What?" You know, but it's not in some places it's not really accepted like it is here. Like, it's not people. How do I say this? Because I can see some people throwing their phones right now if they listen to it. But you know, there's a there's a lot of sport fishing propaganda. I mean, you know, you you will have people tell you that marlin is this terrible eating fish, and almost everyone that has ever argued that to death with me has never actually. They Eating need. it. You they, know, like, I mean. To,
1: they need to come down and we'll have a cup together. I'll pour them a glass right here. They can come over and talk to me. Yeah. I'll make them a bowl of Marlin Pokey. I'll make them smoked Marlin. I'll make them dried Marlin. It feeds me and my family. It feeds my, the community that I'm in. You mean, like, people think, oh, well, you're taking a Marlin out of this and that? But I'm also, I'm not only catching for myself. Well, you know, I'm catching. Uh, it might have been a prize for me in a tournament or this or that, but I'm also catching for my uncle my auntie my grandmother that I can't get off the couch and she loves to eat fish but she can't well, yeah. so i'm fishing for those people also so you're like i love hey, that. well, that oh, that's beautiful man no i respect <laughs> that greatly and you i look at it different ways well does your family eat fish does, does my family eat fish uh, well, I, we don't gotta, my, you know, gotta come on my that, my but, kid's favorite food it's is basically fish. The, right, the grocery right. store it's like okay hey, well right. you're gonna be you, you know you go home to uncle and you tell him you cut off fucking." You, you cut off the pig or the cow that, you, you know, you let him go or run away. Or. Yeah. yeah. I had him. I had him right at later. I don't got to tell you. We were in a tournament. Yeah. We yeah. made, made $500,000 together. We lost $500,000 together. It was like that. 500000 gone. Gone. Yeah. We did have a dream fish on. That's another story. That's the one thing when you fish with someone. And the, and that, and the someone all on, that, on. you know, the, to me, although it's money in the bank from the tournament or this or that, it's also going to feed the community that I'm in. And it's going to feed the auntie, the uncle, the grandma. Right. The grandpa, the people that right, right. No, I can't. I get think, up off the couch and do that, and they would. They enjoy that. that. It's in them. It's born in and bred in, and it's a part of their culture. And you can't take that away from it as they get older, or this or that. They can't. Well, no, I, I understand anything. that. Well, see. I'm not
0: anti-killing Martin. Not at all. What What I'm all about is sustainable harvest of anything. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm just not me. into waste. Like that's my biggest thing. Like I have no problem when any fish is honored within a certain level. Like for me personally, it, anyone every, who's fish with me knows, I let most of the big marlin go today. Oh yeah. That's not, that's not my, like, I don't have to, but that's just my thing. Like I I have such a high respect for marlin that if I
1: can let him go. You can. I, I, I can and I do, and you know. And, 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 and sometimes you get one that's foul hooked. Or, or this or that. Or it's tail been, wrapped and instead And it's dead. Or, and, it's dead and I have and no problem keeping it. And you're going you to feed it. You have to, you have to have the backup. You people have, are going to eat a, it. You have to have a plan B. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't
0: want to hurt a marlin, and sometimes sport fishing guys go crazy on this, but at the end of the day, if you is- don't want to hook, if you don't want to hurt a marlin, if you do not want to hurt a marlin at all, you can't put a hook in the water because I don't care who you are. If you fish long enough, you're gonna have collateral damage. I mean, it's just impossible. I've been a part of all these giant like wh- like charters where we're like we're only catching, re- we're only doing catch and release, and that's fine. Until the, Kent, fit, until, the, until the fish comes up floating. And then, so, and, then, and then what are you doing? So we're just going to
1: – so this one mm, floating, we're so just going to let this go? So to everybody that's listening, to me, this might be common knowledge to me and Kenton and other people. But we had what we called – it was basically a scale. So we wouldn't harvest any fish on Kenton's boat, the sustainability rule. But we wouldn't harvest any fish under a certain size in so many days of our trip. Yep, you know, and we would try and release any tag and re- you know tag and release any marlin we can. A war- I, I a still I still do in that t- today. In my mind, a marlin is a waste of space in my box because it's not amount; it doesn't pay the amount, it doesn't do this and that. But in a different circumstance where I'm fishing two miles off the coast for my auntie or this or that, you're gonna harvest that fish, and, and I, have a, I have a wedding that I have to provide for two hundred people. And you come across a some marlin. Sometimes it's it's again, exactly what you need. Again, I don't want for a moment. Do
0: you think that I'm anti-killing? Market. Oh yeah, you so, know that. You, I, I mean, if, if if you just look around, I mean, uh, we we are currently we are sitting at my table. I mean, within sight of me, there is at least what do we got? One well there's a marlin bill hanging on my wall that right there
1: that was in Papua New Guinea
0: yeah well that yeah, that, that, got, spe- that spear a... right there that was off a that was off a 957 actually that was off a a 957 we caught trolling out of uh, Honolulu we got like 55 miles down and it's another example we're going to let it come we're going to let it go and it came up stuffed and we decided to put it in the boat because it I, was done and so I'm, I'm we not... sold the fish and now it's Bill mm-hmm. lives, on, lives on
1: the wall I have a mount that's it's a a bill of a marlin wrapped beautifully by, I'm pretty sure the guy Yauza. Was it from the Jim? The captain of the Jim. No, that wasn't Jim. That but did basically those. the
0: same style. No, wait. That he's an amazing guy. What is so, his name? The the guy who was blind. That
1: uh what was his name? He's blind. and He wraps the bills. Yeah. So uh, every knot you could ever imagine in every w- fishing. What was his name? John. If you had the book, Ash, I think it's Ashley's bought, not a books, and you could tie every knot in that book, it was on this bill. And that's my handle where the bill is basically. You know, his
0: no, his story is absolutely incredible. And I wish I could remember his last name. And I mean he would be if you could get him, he would be a heck of a ghost for a guest. For the people at our home. So there was this gentleman who used to make uh these different um bills. He would he would take he was on the long he was on a long liner and uh, he would take the uh he would take the marlin bills, the swordfish bills, and uh and and he would also take like shark jaws, back chuckers. With, spear yeah, chuckers, chuckers. For those of you that don't know, that's a uh, short. A, a short bill spearfish or a heavy if is you want the a trade little, name. If
1: you want a little dagger.
0: Yep. If you want a, or a pahoa, like for like it was basically how would you describe a pahoa? It's like a Hawaiian spear, like it's like a like a dagger, right? It's a, It's a a sharp object that's
1: blunt and ready to kill you.
0: Yeah, so it was like a traditional weapon, and uh, he would make uh, his version of those. But the really neat thing about this gentleman was that um, for a big portion of his life, he was blind, and he learned all the knots. And it's really killing me that I can't remember his last name. This is heartbreaking because I haven't seen him for a few years. But he, the
1: captain of the Alza.
0: No, it wasn't the Alza. The captain of the Alza's Jim. That's literally the boat I was on yesterday. He was the captain of the jan Ann. Remember that? Yeah, it, it ended up really bad. And the side note, like we're going in total tangents, but it ended in a huge lawsuit. So and let's go back to the original. Wait, wait, wait. So here's the point of the original <laughs> thing I wanted to get at. It was that this gentleman, I believe...
1: If you want a I, Wicked I, I, Bill wrap, you need a Wicked Bill wrap, you go to this guy. He was partially blind for half well, his life. And he No, he, he was that. fully blind.
0: Fully. fully he was blind. fully blind. Uh, he was fully blind for like over 10 years of his life. And he learned all the knots when he was at the school for the blind. So he would literally do these knots on these bills. And he could tie all these amazing bills. And he wouldn't actually even look at it. It was all by field. It was all by, by field. Braille. But yeah, it was like Braille because he had learned how to do all these knots and he knows in the 10 years he was blind. So the stuff he would do was absolutely incredible. Immaculate. immaculate, immaculate. And he, it did it, he did it lure, without
1: looking at it. You couldn't tie a lure prettier. Yeah. It's, it was basically you're making the guy I, makes I, a I have glittery.
0: one on my – I actually have one around the corner, a swordfish. I got one, one at my house. One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you remember or not. You got me that one that's on the wall um, over there and uh, – Right by the glass ball I got you? Uh yeah right by one of those glass balls I'm not sure our favorite sea trash that's for sure <laughs> you know it's funny you look over at those glass balls and like everybody everybody you know they love those glass balls, but the kind of the irony of it is just like if you want to get really fancy about it it's just uh it is just garbage like they're you know the former floats they're cool, don't get me wrong they're cool i mean it's our favorite it's our favorite here's a little more whiskey it's our favorite uh it's our favorite sea trash, but the, it, they really are just. You know, the, those, those glass balls are that's, really pretty that's, neat.
1: That's what we caught, we found this weekend and sea trash. And we actually ended up, it was might not have been huge, but it was a steady pick. And we ended up taking the tournament because of it.
0: Well, you know what's really cool about those balls that a lot of people at home don't know? Like they find them on the beach and Alaska no, gets a lot of them. The, Some the, of them are the over rope, 100 years old. They're floating around up The there. rope,
1: The rope was about... Quite the size of this table 15 feet just covered in barnacles covered it? in barnacles just one ball a, a little uh, tiny rope how old the? how old did the one look I mean they, they, they oh it was
0: from Japan but could any, any idea how old it looked it was one of the really old ones or
1: or um... it was definitely the tsunami material the debris I would say Maybe sucked out from an oyster farm or anything, but oh, okay. It so it's an, a newer glass ball then. E, but still I mean, because it, the it majority of the most of the glass balls we find,
0: you know, are like fifty, 50 to 100 hundred, hundred years, years old. old but
1: yeah, this one was more current. Was it? I would say it was plastic ball, long length, float, but I, still covered in debris.
0: See, I had been told for a long time that they were older, 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 and then I found out there was this fishery where they used them a lot in the seventies, and so a lot. I mean, that's still if you think about. It, I mean, it's. it's Think of when that is. It's still, like, a long time ago, right?
1: On the old Japanese long line boats that were wooden, they had a guy blowing glass balls as they'd set their long right. gear. That's right. badass. Yeah, yeah, I Not know that. Badass, yeah. Badass.
0: yeah, Yes, I know that. So that, that's really neat for people at home that don't know this. So if you've ever seen any of these glass balls, most of the ones, like, you'll go to, like, some sea shanty, cheesy, like, restaurant back on the East Coast or the mainland, and they have these glass balls. Well, most of those are fake. You see them, and they're all wrapped up in this hemp line and it you know it just looks cheesy but they are still there still are real ones floating around that we find once in a while i've got i don't know how many are up there i don't know half dozen or maybe more i i made the mistake that i i used to literally just give them away to everybody and now i don't really have that many for myself anymore hmm. but uh you know most of those are like are are fake but the older ones like the really really older glass balls um, some of those came off boats where literally they would bring a glass blower with them on the trip, and they would they would blow the glass out at sea for space because they you know the, the, these glass floats these balls they would be the floats they would hold up their net or their long line, and so rather than you know storing, storing the
1: balls, it they blow them they blow they them up go. and then or at, if some break if they, it breaks along the way if they shatter yep now you can pick up the pieces of glass and re, remelt it. They would just they would they they, they would just forge trees. their
0: own out at out at sea and then I heard in some incidences and I don't know the truth behind this but I've heard the same story repeated several times that in some fisheries uh, for space at the end of the trip they just cut the glass balls off went in and did it over again and I don't know how much true that that is if that's or just they, an urban legend but I've heard that story over and or over they again.
1: Smash them. I'm saying they smash it. Well, I think they just them. cut them off.
0: I think that's why they're floating around they're just oh, like. Oh. I think. The, I mean, organs, I think that's why we find
1: them. How often you get? Know, I mean, floats break off. Shit happens mm. in the ocean, right? So,
0: oh, floats break off all the time. Like I said, I don't know. I don't, I've
1: lost a mile a your gear, two, three, four miles of your gear while yeah, we're yeah, well, we are fishing. It happens happen. Stuff, it's gone forever. You're not stuff does
0: that. happen. We definitely, when we, had, when we, had, we, threw, when we threw more gear, we, we lost a couple pieces. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes
1: you break off in between a beacon or a beacon doesn't I, work I, I and things you, like that. I yep. remember you had me tie a beacon off to a log and it... Broke it, off. Yep. It floated halfway to New Guinea and there's no way I could chase it. Yep. Well, that happens too. Range.
0: Sometimes stuff just gets into a current even <laughs> with a satellite buoy and just... Unfortunately, it gets away from you. I remember I I, I put More a satellite us. buoy. Oh yeah, no, no, I mean that's that's part of the game. I I, I stuck a satellite buoy. Uh, for those of you at home that don't know, we have these uh, satellite buoys that we can put on debris and structure that we find floating, and then go back to it because again, kind of like the buoy, um, a lot of times they have fish on them, and uh, I have stuck uh, some buoys on a log, and uh, they cost about a thousand bucks, maybe. Maybe fifteen hundred at one point. They've kind of gotten a little cheaper because they got away. I, I, they I got came, away
1: from that system. Came across the log. I was by buoy three, mm-hmm. and you, specifically we were on the satellite radio, satellite phone. Yep. And you told me tie 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 one of the mm. tie one of those to it. Tie a satellite buoy. Yep. Try Check it out. There's big eyes on it. let yep. Yeah. For and sure. Then, that's been more than once. I've done that with you. Or yeah. And then, I'm i have mean, also chased long line gear where it's, I'm chasing it for <laughs> ten miles and I'm talking to you on satellite and it's. The satellite buoy only transfers and transmits. transmits the old style, yeah. So as soon as the thing is getting pulled onto the surface by a big fish, a load of big fish, it's it gone. doesn't. It's, it's not transmitting, and then it might pop back up and transmit. So I've chased year round for Kenton with Kenton. Oh yeah, it, it gets it,
0: it, it. unfortunately
1: gets <laughs> away, it gets away from you
0: sometimes. It gets really hard. You get you have a really hard time getting a signal. You have um, especially when you throw smaller pieces and the gear really collapse down, like we throw shorter pieces. So we have these smaller pieces. And as the time goes by, the gear collapses down further and further and further. As you hook more fish. And, well, or you have more fish or just time, it, it gets smaller. So you fi- have a smaller area to find it. But what I was going to say about those logs before before we get away from it. So I've, I've put beacons on these logs for my mys or, or tunas, whatever they had on them. And, um, you know, they get to the west. And then we have this really strong current west of Hawaii. And like you were saying, like, it will get in this current where it will not go below like two and a half, oh, 2.8, yeah, almost three knots for days. And you could just it, never catch it by the time put it, you go catch home.
1: You could for the life for you. Yeah,
0: and you know where that stuff ends up? It ends up on a beach, like uh, Papua New Guinea or the Solomon Islands. That's where the stuff. Well, if it gets too far west, that it that gone. That's, it was, it's gone. Yeah, it
1: was within a week. It was in yeah. Papua New Guinea, from what I understand. Yeah, it, it was before. screaming. I chased it for. Yeah. About six hours, and, and then it just we could never, up. we could just never really. After that, I couldn't locate it, find it. Yeah, it, we had Ten a problem. Hours with went it. by, f- sixteen hours went by. I was chasing it. Twenty-four hours went by. I was chasing it. And yeah, and I was ending up so much far that. Yeah, I was, no, I mean, I, ch- I chased one of those. Like I was, I was four
0: hundred miles out, and just unfortunately, the I'm old buoys.
1: Of, I'm running out of fuel. There's no way I can chase it anymore. I need to get home, back to where I need to. And. Well, yeah, the old buoys had a
0: really bad. Um, the the buoys we use now have a really good like real time and really good um a really good accuracy like a really good tolerance the older buoys often were over a mile off and the real time was like 45 minutes off and so if you had something that was like a mile off and you couldn't only get it like every hour and the things going two knots it left it's
1: about the size of a coconut yeah, yeah, and, 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 and the beacon's the size so, of a coconut. So, so it, you've got to figure you're in yeah. the middle Pacific and you're searching for something the size of a well, coconut. Well,
0: it's got a flag attached to it, but you know, depending on what the weather is, if it's blowing twenty-five or
1: thirty knots, ninety percent of the time, I, if you're losing gears because there's fish and that buoy's underwater, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm very
0: fortunate that I've lost. <clears throat> very, very little gear over the years. I've been really fortunate about that. But I have lost a couple pieces. I mean, that is a calculated kind of risk that goes with it. <clears throat> I've been very fortunate to never lose, like, a really big piece. But I've lost a section of gear here and there. You know, it does happen. So, I lost one section. Yeah. I'm
1: I remember.
0: I remember. It <laughs> happens. So. It happens. <clears throat> it does happen. You hang uh, the simple.
1: bottom sometimes. You do hang gear. the bottom. You, ha- you lose you especially mean, around the seamount where we you're fish. fishing a pinnacle, so you got to figure yeah. in.
0: You will you will hang some gear on the bottom, of, especially if you get like a thresher shark on your gear. Or you thresher sharks of, just
1: devastate if you. If you get a load of tuna and then, and then you're across the high spot and then it drags. Yep. Say you, you're west you of could. the high spot and it's dragging east. Yeah, you can. And you, de- you get a little tuna, and it. now they pull you down past the, your fathom mark. You're gonna hit the reef. Yeah, if, it, right? if it's
0: especially if it's on a uh, if it's on an end piece, uh, and the end collapses down, and I mean basically all you have to have is a hook go below 180 fathoms, six feet to a fathom for you, you guys at home, which is so basically it just needs to go down past like you know we're getting 20 fathoms is 140 feet. 120, 120, 100, feet. 120, 120 feet. feet. 120 feet. That's right. You're not being judged on math here. Well. 120. Feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. This, this isn't a. Don't worry. There's, 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 there's 120 a, feet. Sorry yeah. to myself, don't, don't worry. There's there's no math problems here. So it, you won't be judged on any math problems. But anyways, yeah. So basically, you know, the gear gets around 1,200 feet and it gets stuck on the bottom out there and just yeah. give or take. I
1: mean, you yeah, it's well, a it's pinnacle. The, so it might up or down. I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Down, so. the, the, the actual high spot on the on the Cross sea Mountain that we keep referencing. Uh, is is hundred and eighty one if according to the chart. But for me, in all the years I've looked around, I've never seen I've never seen the one eighty one mark. I, I think that's just a misreading. I found hundred and eighty four fathoms. Um that's the highest high spot I've, I've ever found. Alf-
1: I've caught Alphonse and deep water moy off of it. Yep. and that's off the high spot behind you saying it's, it's I've never got that one eighty one. Mm.
0: I don't think it really exists. I think it's like a lot of old Noah charts. I think it was probably just a you Miss know calculation. Yeah, I think so.
1: A lot of those oh, old charts are a long time ago. But I just said it was one forty, right? Well well. It could be. I mean maybe
0: one of your buddies was working on yeah, that I day. Never know. But I mean, if you look at a lot of those Noah charts, a lot of those charts are really old. You know, like a lot oh, of those yeah. original soundings are really, really old. So you know, and they just kind of... Might did, have been
1: a miscalculation. Very it easily could have been a miscalculation. Missed... 20, 20 feet, that's a difference. Yeah, so it's not really that big of a deal in the whole scheme of things. But
0: uh, anyways, we kind of went on a giant tangent, which is my kind of MO anyways. But uh, let's go back to your first trip, because I, I really want to touch base on this. So our first trip together, we end up... Cheers, buddy. We end up cheers. on the, uh, the Kalia. We're going out to buoy 3. Um and, uh, you know, some, you know, I remember the fishing was decent. It wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, set fire to the Yeah. Water. It wasn't slammed the boat full, but you know, that I, I do recall no, until we got to the buoy. Well, did,
1: once did, we got to the buoy, it was slammed the goddamn boat did, full. Well,
0: did we check the mountain first? Is nope.
1: that what we did? Nope. No, No. You want me to go into how it went? If you recall,
0: please, I, recall. I will
1: listen, please. So fishing wasn't that hot all the way through? We basically traveled from Kona. We departed. I don't know what time. What day? No it was big. we we left. We went to. We're heading out. We left from Kona, Honokau. Yep. Big Island, yep. West Side, and we're heading to
0: buoy three. 3 which At is that what? time, was two hundred and seventy two miles. It's closer so it was now.
1: 150 than... miles from Oahu, correct?
0: No, it's two hundred eleven. It was two hundred twenty two miles. Back then, it was two hundred, either 22 or 232 from Oahu, and it was 272 um, from Kona because there's this small seamount whoa, whoa, whoa. that's like 12 miles no, west no, of no, that, no, 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 and okay. so I know when you look at it today on the chart that it's well inside of that because that buoy used to fish a lot better when it was closer to that seamount. But we're leaving from Kona, so... Yeah, it was 272. That's what it used to be. I bet my children's life on it. That's how far it was. And two, and how much from Oahu? Well, like 232 or something. The original
1: buoy. The original buoy. The, Bullshit. C- the
0: current... Bullshit. The current telling, buoy. So you're
1: telling me they're 15 miles apart. We can leave from Kona, and it's the same distance from Oahu. To buoy three? Yeah. Dude, we're talking a pretty big difference there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so. well, it's not straight west. It's... it's I, I'm telling it you... Was way were, the
1: he- it was it's way the it, hell
0: out there. It's too... Well, I'm telling you that it used to be either like 222 or 232... From Wahoo, and it was 272. It's like, it's not straight west, it's like west-
1: Oh, you're talking northwest. about bearings. You're not talking about
0: miles. No, I am talking miles. Right now, if you wanted to go to buoy 2 from- Kona. From Kona, it's like two- mm, It's been a while, it's- probably it's 265 Yeah, well no, it's like 260 or something and from and from Honolulu it's like It's like, probably it's like, like 211. I thought. No, no, no. Yes, no, 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 no. No, no. It's not under 200 <laughs> miles. It's like though it's like 211 miles from Oahu. It's it's not it it's not that it's uh, not uh, that, it's not that it's not that much better. It's, maybe I'm wrong. But, you're I mean, I so
1: Let's I don't know, man. Story. I would,
0: would, we, we got there. I would bet just about anything I'm not wrong on this. I have gone on a oh, lot oh, of trips oh, to this so, place. Okay but, so, okay, but anyways, regardless. We're, we're, regardless, regardless of miles, Regardless of the, We got miles, we're, yeah, there. Okay. We're
1: trolling. We've got a couple miles. We show up to the buoy. We get and, up to the buoy. Yep. And it's game on. Right? It's game on. There's my mines. There's we got some my mice in the boat. And the last trip we had prior... So it was my on the surface. I can't think Like you can recall this. It was my on the uh, surface. Well, I remember dogging yellows. I, me- I remember catching we, big yellows. And, and as soon as we hooked, that we made the pass by the buoy, and we got a couple of game on. Yep, poles on. Yep, we, the, we, the poles trolling. Okay? Big yellows. Yep, we're using we're trolling. using two rods
0: for the Two rods. We're using two rods at home. This is all we normally fish.
1: Twelve to seven. 12, 12 pin. Or 14 0s basically. back then they were 14 0s on that 14-0s. boat. 14 Senators. Yep. It's yep. hand crank, fucking manual, and we had the short lines. Yep. Which we call them. So we were running those, we're coming up, and the long lines go. Boom. We yeah. had. The trolling. When they say the tro- long
0: lines, it means the, the far trolling lines the go far, off. The
1: far trolling lines go off, and we had double big yellows, I'm pretty sure. And we already had. I had done a trip prior with my twin brothers, so we knew. Yep. We knew that there's big yellows there. So. Game on, there's my mice, and there's big yellows. Okay, everything's still happening, correct? Correct, yep. We, now we got up and it was the hot dog bite. Okay, so for people who
0: don't know that, explain to them what a mocky dog is. What a
1: hot dog bite is?
0: Well, not just that a hot dog bite is. <laughs> e- explain to the people at home what a mocky dog is because our technique of, out here. You know, of dropping stone and Mocky Dog, that's not a familiar thing in a lot of places. Like, for us, we talk about it, and everyone knows what it is. So, step by step, explain to people what exactly that is. A Mocky
1: Dog is whether there is uh we have two, two, two styles. So, we have a cone, and we have a Mocky Dog. So, a Mocky Dog is basically a cloth, 12 by 12, 14 by 14. Piece of cloth. Piece of cloth. Yep. With an O-ring that I've clamped into it, and I've made, or you can even... In, in situations, I cut my fucking jeans, Button. and I cut my jeans and I rip it in half, I denim, rip yeah. it in half down, and I make a, a basically a flag, fourteen by fourteen or twelve by twelve by poco Basically, showing a square right now, a square, yep. a square I piece run, of cloth, and then I run my line through the cloth through the lead. Time and both. how big is this lead? Anywhere okay. from two to four pounds. Can pound. be one okay, pound. pounds. doesn't matter, right? And it what? Uh, and the shape? And the, the, and the shape. shape of the lead is what? sometimes it's rectangle sometimes it's oval depending on your mold that whoever makes your leads yeah. and the provider you get it from
0: personally if I have a, if I have a moment here I really like the flat leads myself I like the flat leads because
1: you can put them on top of the leader but carry on I like the I like the cone lead I like the I like the oval leads with the scoop on the bottom so that when I wrap my dog and my leader's wrapped now it catches it and it, it sits outside of it you get what I'm saying I so, do. Here's yeah. your leader, and you wrap it up, and you make your wraps. Yep. Start how we always. Okay, you from. need to you need to you need so to express we, this in words. For the so people at home. you're going to come through through your cloth, through your lead. You're going to go to your
0: again Okay. And also, explain to the people at home when when we're talking about this line, and, and and you can do this on rod and reel. But what we're talking about right now is uh, we primarily use hand lines. So what he's discussing right now is we're talking about the main line from the hand line, which is either usually a thing called blood line which is basically like a coated um, hand line, which is usually around like a 400-pound test or like a gray line. Um, so when we're talking about this right now, we're talking about a it's, hand line that we're using. It's basically like braided hollow core but giant. But giant, right. It's but like it, for, for you guys sport fishing, I figure it's like 400 or normally what I use is like 400. Four, pounds. F- well, it's 450-pound Dacron is basically what they call it. Like what they call it. Well, yeah. yeah so. But – but it has it has instead of being completely hollow like Dacron it
1: it has has it has a core in it it's not a hollow core it's a core on the inside wrapped with another material right exactly okay and it can be a soft line a green line anything Main main thing is what eighth inch a quarter inch in diameter tops
0: well, I mean, I think the opinion is going to go out on this. Like mm-hmm. the modern day fishing, I mean, we're not really just talking tackle stuff here. Inshore stuff has gotten so, so thin, tec- it's so, and so technical, technical that it's well, different. So I yeah, might run my right. my,
1: my dog wrapped separately than yours. Yeah. Well, so for I'll, instance, I'll offshore, send, I'm, I'm still. will send it up for you guys easily. So there's a there's a cloth. You poke your puka, which I call a hole, as a hole, or you have a a hole which I crimp with my my round brass ring that I get from Ace Harworth and I have my crimper thing and now it's a chute that I can go through and it won't tell can tear the cloth because otherwise it's going to eventually tear your cloth yep. and ruin the dog right so I have my mocking cloth dog with my whole crimped in it then it comes through my lead, and it ties to a bowland to my barrel swivel to a three fathom meter okay yep. depending on your your poundage whatever right you right, use. right I find inshore.
0: Going- that the leaders have gotten smaller and oh, longer. So small
1: and it's but, retarded. Yeah.
0: And we won't get into that. Yeah, I, that, I, I think I think the political correct thing, I think it might be developmentally disabled. I don't think you can say retarded anymore.
1: I'm not but anyway. But so, but, but basically, yeah. it's yeah. basically they've gotten so small that and it it goes back and forth because you can use an eighty pound test leader and catch a two hundred pounder, five hundred pounder all day long. But if you break it off at of the boat, what does it matter?
0: Well, you can hook it,
1: yeah. You can hook it all day yeah. long and have fun and take pictures and this and that, but for me, I'm about landing fish and gaming fish and mm. commercial fishing is my life. I need to, I need to, I actually need to deck this fish and get in the boat yeah. for my daughter to eat and to pay the electricity bill and the mortgage, so. Right. There's, there's, different, there's, there's, there's different, different thoughts on thoughts that. On there's that. different things so. happening. You know, nobody
0: owns um, the resource, so. I think different people get different things from it. We, uh, I'm still very fortunate that most of the fishing I do is offshore. So we still get away with using much more um, – less. well, I should just say less technical gear. Technical yeah, gear. We, we get as, away
1: with where we can still use a lot heavier leaders and things as, like that. It's the same thing with anything. As you bring more people campaigning in your environment and how, how I'm saying, you might bring someone that someone, – the other night. I'm not going to lie. The other night I went out. 4 mm-hmm. in the morning This guy was mm-hmm. cutting me off Twin 200s if, if What do you mean cutting guy. you off? Like okay Basically I'm trying to run up to my spot where I'm fishing Okay you're going Ikashibi right now or what are we doing? I'm leaving to go to the tournament This guy's cutting me okay. off for this big boat And he's throwing his light in the water and he's jocking me But he might be on a 25 foot boat 20 30 foot boat, with yep. Twin 300. Explain to the guests how big, how big is the boat you're fishing right now? Now, now that you're not, feet.
0: you're fishing a 17 foot boat,
1: okay. All so, right. we're out, and I'm it's rough as hell. And the point being that he might be jocking me and doing whatever he can, but it doesn't matter to me in my mind. I'm, i I know I have my plan, I'm sticking to where I'm going, but yep. he's jocking up and he's shopping. it's just making it harder for me to, to work, right? So, in life, like. I'm gonna get to my plan, and I bypass him, and kept going where I'm going. But well, he might be running up and jockeying me with his thirty footer, and tuna fishing, wicked tuna, this and that, throw a balloon, fucking throw a float on the thirty rod. But <laughs> I'm gonna true. bypass him and I keep going to my goal, right? So, like, you have your plan in mind, you mm-hmm. stick to it. Same thing with like leader size. Yeah. You have your plan in mind. This is what I want to achieve. I don't want to bring that two hundred fifty pounder to the boat and have him break off on the leader. Yeah. Kenton, what happened with our five hundred thousand dollar Marlin? Yep. well let's get to that. <laughs> well, it wasn't meter size, but how we we're saying it's a thing where you, you have that, that you have that thing in your mind, you have this goal set where you're like, if it was a half meter wrap, a wrap and a half more, I would have had it on gas. Yeah, well this is but, one this is one of so, the this is one of the <laughs>
0: this is one of the problems though, anytime you start second guessing yourself yourself. Uh, you know, there, there's always shoulda, woulda, coulda, and 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 if you want to go back to this marlin, we, me and Gus lost a, like a very valuable marlin in a in a tournament. Uh, it would have been worth a lot of money, and uh, unfortunately, um, the hook selection. Uh, we caught we got the fish of the boat in uh, you know about 22 minutes, I think. Nice fish. It was probably. It oh, wasn't a monster, but you know, it was probably six hundred.
1: The, the biggest qualifier in the tournament. Nobody yeah,
0: yeah, right. I mean, it, for so for a qualifier, has to be over um,
1: three hundred, right?
0: Uh, over four hundred in that tournament, but it, it it was easily that. It was probably you know I don't know six six fifty or something. It wasn't a monster, but it was definitely gonna gonna do the job. It was gonna put us in leaderboard. It was gonna put us. Yeah, in we would have won everything. There there wasn't another qualifier. There was no doubt about it. And um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we just. You know, we kind of we pulled hook. Uh, we got on a leader. We pulled hook. The hook opened up a little bit. And there's always kind of that question. Uh, it like came, it, came we, about, it came about
1: six feet from my gaff. Yeah. And the fly gaff. And then it made a wild run and it ran back and shook hook. And there's nothing you can do about that in that situation. Yeah,
0: basically. it's really hard to say, you know, because the, uh, you know, the, the hook had opened up slightly. But, you know, I think, like... Um, it wasn't, per se, a leader breaking? Class. Well, the leader, didn't, the leader didn't break, you know, but the hook did open up a little bit. So, you know, you're always going to question, like, well, should I have had a bigger hook? But then should they, I have a bigger leader? Well, should, but it wasn't really a leader there. I mean, the leader didn't break. Yeah, well, Just the hook opened up a little bit. And, you know, it may have shook the hook anyways. But, you know, you always, in the back of your mind, you're going to think, like, well, should I have had a bigger hook? But then you can question that. And this is one of the problems we have. Then you can say, well, well, maybe I wouldn't have hooked the Marlin
1: at all if I had a bigger hook. If I had... You, you know, if I had, if I had, Five hundred pound tests. I mean, I hook them. Yeah,
0: I mean, so like, I I don't get lost in those kind of things because the should have would have could haves I mean, this is it goes in fishing in life in general. You can't, it make, can't you can't do anything about you, it. You could, All
1: you can do is really prep for your next situation and and just be prepared. Like you, you know, could, you could you could hook up you could set it up with a two hundred pound liter, marlin leader, beautiful, and you hook that thousand pounder that comes by once a year every year for every fisherman who really I mean, fucking trolls i mean let's, and be, on, then he let's, that, let's he be honest he, that he, leader you're not that, get,
0: you're not getting just, a, you're not getting a shot at a 1000 pounder every year no matter what everyone says anyone says it's just that was the old man you got a I, shot I,
1: remember, I, remember? Yeah, well yeah
0: i know and and maybe gonna, maybe that was true in don't the 70s and, house, and you know, 80s, like, but I, you know, I, I just, I mean, we're not going to drop any answer. I don't believe you get a shot at one that big every year. I, I don't, I think maybe you see a fish in that class every few years, well, maybe it, if, you, like, if you go full time. But anyways, that's a whole different story. Plan,
1: but, 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 plan but, for having but, that. You don't want to plan for getting broken off. Yeah, you want to, well, depen- it fish. depends what your goals are, right? Because you want to get the fish to the boat and break it off? Well,
0: no, well, it depends what your goals are. How many people – I know lots of guys fish around Hawaii who do not want to catch a fucking marlin. They do not give a fuck. I don't want to I, touch it. I, I, know guy, I know guys, guys who free school marlin. Guys, I, I know to guys who don't it. give a shit. Like that would sound crazy to like some people. I know I some people to that, fucking that fucking thing. lock uh, the drags up. They don't want anything to do with, with getting marlin. involved with a fucking marlin. I but know guys who I, passionately hate Dealing with them,
1: so and you're speaking so, to one on this so, podcast. So, so,
0: like, so, so there stuff. are people that don't <laughs> give a shit about catching them. So, for those people, if they tell you that, I really do believe that. I mean, I fished with guys where they just like get rid of this fucking thing. Like they don't want it. They don't want <laughs> to the do it. Line, I don't but, care. But you know, for me, um, if you looked at the way I fish, right? Um, if if you want to look at what I do, ninety percent of the year, ninety nine percent of the year. I'm not fishing for the sea monster. I'm not, I'm fishing to make money. I'm a commercial fisherman. I have, I, I like to think most of the time my trolling stuff and handline stuff, I am fishing for volume. And so what that means is I'm gonna miss some of the line shy stuff. And I mean, maybe I'm gonna break off a big one. Maybe I'm gonna get it. But the majority of the fish I'm targeting, I'm set up for, you know? Like, cause the truth is when we're offshore, I don't, I, I love catching marlin. Like. But when we're off on the sea mountain, I don't want that's to deal. Not my I, goal. That's I don't, not, want, to I don't deal want to deal with them. It's wasting. Yeah, it's
1: it's a, not wasting space, but it's basically like a. I could fill that amount of space with with tunas. right?
0: I could, in theory, hopefully fill that because space with a gaming, more valuable, valuable fish.
1: product, Right. right.
0: So, so that, I mean that that's the that's the point. But you know, like if I'm on my way in, and I often stick out a marlin lure if it looks like I'm going to. Pass through Kona or whatever on, on on when there's still daylight because a lot of times in my commute, or they, I don't actually have that opportunity. Like a lot of times I'm commuting through the dark, and uh, you know I I just I, a lot of times I don't. That's look. I, I, I don't worry about I don't worry about having Marlin stuff out when I'm in the dark because you know when I'm trolling at night. I mostly catch tunas. I don't really, big eyes. yeah, big eyes and a handful of yellows. I mean, I have got one swordfish over the years, and I've gotten. It's I have caught. I have, big, caught big, s- big, I have caught some marlin, but you're mostly catching big big guys. Yeah, you're mostly catching tunas at night, and so I mean, you know, my stuff that I'm spreading, I'm putting out on most of my commute is for fishing for for yeah. the numbers because at the end of the day, that's that's that's, that's what I do. I mean, that's and wait. Yeah, I mean, wait is, at the end of the day, Weight on the dock is what pays the bills the only, in the commercial. You're only as good
1: as your last trip, right?
0: Well, I have been long, I
1: have <laughs> long, long,
0: said that. It is true. You are only as good as your last trip. You know, stories at the dock do not pay your bills. No. So, I, you know, like, and uh, yeah, you're only as good as your last trip. There's no doubt to that. I'll give you a cheers on that. Sometimes... Some people seem to forget that. But you know what I did want to say about the tackle stuff? Because we keep kind of going a little bit on tangents, but like. We've gotten far away from the yeah, old trip. Yeah, well, we, the we'll, original trip. We'll get, so we got there. We'll, the we'll monkey, get there. You know? We'll get to the crux so of this so whole let's thing. Back but but to hold, the hold on, hold on. We what I really want here. to say about the gear, hold on. Let me just interrupt this whole then thing. We'll I don't want back to interrupt the gear. But I do want to say about the gear is that I am a huge believer that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I really believe that in life, and I super believe that with tackle. Oh. So, like. Most of what you achieve out at sea is what you pre-planned before you left the dock. I've always said that, and you know that. The only thing that is guaranteed is what you leave dock ready
1: I would, with. I would, you know what I mean? Like I that's would, the only thing that's guaranteed when you leave
0: the dock. It's whatever you bring with you is the only thing that's guaranteed, and everything else and it's just filling
1: it. anything in life. I wish Ryan was here because even building, I build houses. This is not prep. Your prep is ninety percent. Yeah. It's true. It's true with everything. It's 95, 90, if not 95% of it. I, I agree. If you, if, if you think
0: that when we go out fishing offshore on our average trip for five to seven days, if you think the trip starts... With when we using, when we leave
1: the dock, you have no clue. With me using Kenton's old gear that he's dangled with and fucking caught hundred fifty pounders and ten thousand pounds of gear, I'm, it's it's just not, I'm recrimping every hook. We going through all the gear. We going through everything. Yeah, it's 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 a hassle. It's not well. You know the thing is gear gear
0: failure from where I'm at. You don't want to. F- it's just unexcusable. It's, it, it's it, it, for me it's, gear it, failure it, is unexcusable. That is a preventable. Thing. I am crazy about tackle. Anyone that's fishing with me knows that. Like I I would never ever cheap out on, on what's tackle. at the end of my line. Because when everything, when you start looking at ice, bait, Fate, fuel, tackle. your time, which is the most valuable assay any of us have. Your time is your most valuable asset. If you go out there and you fight a and big ahi for an hour and you fucking break it off, fucking that, off, that's look, your look,
1: fault. Look at You it know front. what I mean? That is your fucking fault. Kentin. And preventable most Kentin. of the time. Look at it for my prevent look at it for my shoes. I'm loan sharking I'm borrowing your boat I have to ride for you Your family The company It's it's When you're a hired when captain When yep. I'm a hired captain that's right. for you So when I'm going out I'm like As soon as I leave this dock it, There's no turning around Because an engine broke Or this I, well, I fucking That's not well, totally well, that's, that's not well, totally true I mean a major A major problem with, like,
0: A major A major fuck up it, you know, but there's preventable you, you, things
1: like if a starter went out. Let's see if a starter went out and then a starter went, like out. Well, we, went we out. We have I'm spare gonna, starters. We have spare I'm alternators. Turn, you, you've taught me that over yeah, years. You, you I'm not going to turn the fucking boat around because. Yeah,
0: well, that's it. A trip that costs you, like our, our average expenses are like 6500 to $7,500 a week. And if I'm right? loaning that
1: they, from Kenton and, I'm, and I have to take out and I have to provide for Hamley's family, my family, you're also providing for the island you can think about it. there's all the people sitting online that eat fish and they want to. Well, they're, don't forget they're that, waiting for that your every fisherman
0: supports another business as well. You know, there it's not ten of them, right? They're, I mean, it goes right down from, you know, from your wholesaler to your grocery store to, to your, your
1: guy r- on the side of the road. Guy on side road, selling.
0: you know, there, there's y- you. Every fisherman is more um, critical than sometimes I think they realize. You know. Um, and, and one of the problems I think sometimes with, uh, certain with, 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 some fish buyers I've learned in the past, not my current one, I've been very happy, but sometimes people, fish buyers get too far away from the fact of how important a fisherman is. I, I, I feel like I'm very fortunate where I am today. Like, um, and it's taken a long time to get there. Um, like I have to say, I feel very appreciated where I am today. And I, and, and I think that, uh, I think that after years of having been through every high and low
1: possible, that you start to appreciate their side of it as well, and what it, it takes. So, like, let's say you've taught me over the years. How we're saying to get back to it is like we need X amount of boxes to make profit. because yeah. this this basically is what expenses. Work.
0: Well, that's kind of your guarantee. You need to you need you, to get, you, get, you need to get at least that before you're really making before money. you're
1: making any money. Right?
0: Yeah, for sure. But, you know, like what I was just kind of saying is when you're in the business a little bit longer and, you know, like you know, 20 years down the road, you, you start to realize that it, it's more that, – that, that the best-case scenario is mutually beneficial. You have to understand that the fish buyer needs to make money, that everyone along the way needs to, to be make, able to make money for you, you to make, to make money. money. That That's just how it is. Because, like you can't be uh, – you can't expect in a um, – you know, in a supply and demand business, you can't expect to get the absolute premium all the time if these guys are competing against undercutters and imports and things like that.
1: Uh, well, you, you know what I mean? I think that trip, gets
0: lost sometimes. Well,
1: every chip's different, but there's always that underlying cost, right? Well, for there's us, cost. there's, for there's yeah, always well, no, no. Well, well, any well, business, so like, any business, even a the wholesale there's, business. There's, there's yeah. trips that you think you might fail. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna fail and I don't know what to do. You come with 4,000 pounds of aqua, what happens? Well, you come in, If you can come in with 4,000 pounds in, uh, of Aku in Honolulu right now, you'd be rich. We, we had right. $16,000 in yeah. one chip. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you, it, if you, if you, you gotta, know your market, I mean... You've got to know where and when you can find it and when to seize an opportunity. If you know when to see it and you're seeing it it's by and
0: Well, I can remember one time with you. We, we came in with
1: one... 4,000
0: pounds. Not box. even. Remember that bo- We came in with 1,600 pounds one time. Remember that? We We came in with one box and like a little bit of overage. And I remember thinking like... Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We thought we were screwed. We're just like, oh, man. We just like fucking. I'm like, what a waste of time. We went down to buoy two. You remember that? Mm-hmm. We went to buoy two. We caught one fish. We threw the short line gear. The first fish we caught was a hundred and like 40 pound big guy. And we're like, yeah. We're going to screw We're going to nail them. And then we sat there for 24 hours and never caught another no, fucking me. fish. Remember that? Not not one fish. So we got so far
1: away. <laughs> we, got, we got so far away from the original check. Yeah, so right. Remember-
0: well, anyways, the, the point of that story was we, we went in with 1,600 pounds and we and we walked from the auction with like $14,000. I just remember we hit it on one of those insane days where Hi. we were just like, what? Like there was. I got the check. I just about fell over. I, I didn't even go. Like normally back in the day, I used to check, watch the auction like every day. Oh, okay. And I had written that off for a lot. So I'm pretty sure I went on a bender. I'm pretty sure I got oh. fucking drunk that night. Oh, and I remember right. I picked up the check and the fucking the tipsiest moment was when I looked at the check and just about fell over. I'm like, and wait, is this my check? But it was a
1: series of checks. I think it was like when you having one of your kids or you just got married, remember? Well, my best... And you had... S- Oh my bet, my best. Giant. Yeah, my
0: my my best my, my, so my far, best run my we have gotten so far, so far, far off the first trip. I know. So well that's what happened.
1: The monkey dogs, that, that's dog... that's, what, that's when friends get it. together. This is the problem. Mike. And you get whiskey me.
0: So well, the point being my, we're back to the clock. Yeah, well the whiskey has part that that's why it's called whiskey, women and water. That's that's So the Monkey Dog bite was hot. Monkey Dog bite was hot. It was broke bite. And for people
1: bite broke bite. For people who don't know
0: what that means, what does that mean, Gus?
1: Watch the hell out, it's yeah. Game on, game over. You put the thing out, don't wrap it around your finger, Nothing. don't have it touched. You Don't have your foot standing on it, don't have your foot wrapped around the rope. Do not, you're gonna have a hundred, hundred, sixty pounder bite this line immediately. Broke yeah. bite, broke bite is basically you pop the dog, and as soon as you pop it,
0: yeah. And what, what the, and what the, got what lost there it, is that the, the mocky it, dog is once you, you basically what it is, it's an underwater chum line. So you take this cloth, you wrap up your hook, you put palu, which in Hawaii is is chum, and then Gus, you wrap it up in a a fashion where basically you wrap it one direction and you wrap it the other and then you do a series of, like a lao lao. Yeah, exactly. Which people at home don't know what the hell that is, but that's a, if anybody else listening will. Yeah, yeah. everyone else know, in Hawaii you, will. If you know, you know. Uh, I mean, now you got you, you realize how this works. Now you have to describe what a la la is, right? So, no. Yeah, that's no. how it works. No, you do. So deal. you're
1: wrapping one thing in, in a tea leaf. It's a cloth. Basically, you're wrapping it one direction, the other direction. Okay,
0: a la a la-, la before he gets off on another tangent. La la,
1: la is something we eat, uh, we eat out here in Hawaii. We <laughs> out here in Hawaii, and it's basically salted pork, uh, butterfish, Right, Ooh, And you put a sweet potato or ulu or anything like that. We cook it in underground stoves or in a steam cooker, yeah. basically. And it's delicious. But basically, right, wrapping right. a la la is the same way you wrap a dog. So right. if you don't wrap la la, you don't wrap a dog. You're wrapping it one direction. You hold your thumb. You're wrapping it the other direction. Doesn't matter the amount of times you wrap it. Four, six, eight. I don't know. Right. We don't care.
0: And then so then you're dropping it to your desired depth. You pop your dog. You're popping dog. What he means when he pops dogs, he means is that he's stopping the dog. He's stopping the line at the depth he wants.
1: I have a special knot that I wrap in the dog that as soon as it pops, it's unfolding, correct? So I could could literally put a mocky dog down and let it sit for 30, 45 minutes, two hours until I see a mark swimming by my recorder. and be like, oh, there he is, and pop it right in front of his face. Right. But in this case, in Broke Bite, what we're describing is we drop it to the
0: depth we want. We pop open the dog, and then it's on. The line is smoking through your hand. Before you could even get it down.
1: Yeah, as soon as you pop it open, that's called broke bite. We call it the tuna fish is basically swimming upside down, (laughs) head-butting the thing, waiting for it to open, because he knows there's food in there.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's one of the best things that – it's one of my absolute favorite things about – our job sometimes is you getting a broke bite. Broke, right. broke
1: bite in the, and then you're, you know, it's, you're heavy you're feeling your lead and all, it's just light all of a sudden. You're like, what that, what, what just happened? Yeah. And he's swimming up, he's right. swimming up with your lead. or. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, you're you're, you'll, pop on. it, the line, the line on, slack, you, you pop the dog, the line slack, you pull and just. You even get to pull it tight and the fucking thing slack still Screaming
0: here. across the surface already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's some of the best stuff on earth, really. Like, in, in my opinion, it, 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 that's just you one of my favorites. You can't beat it. Okay, so we had this mean, broke bite, and... Uh, we had filled up the boat. Yeah, we pretty much filled up the boat. We ran out of ice anyways. It wasn't like... We, we didn't stuff the boat all the way. I remember we, that, but we... we had you, some
1: deals with manta rays. But
0: we, yeah, so we had this thing happen, and this was the second time in my career it happened. We got a manta ray, like a giant pelagic manta ray that swims up into our parachute, and so it's me, Kenton, and my twin brother, Devin. Yes, yeah, so it's me,
1: Gus, and Devin on this first trip. We, we caught some eyes on the way up, a couple on the troll, how we're saying. So we know the fish is there. We know what's happening. Then we started the Mocky Dog, and the sun setting. It's basically sunset. Right, and, 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 and it should
0: be mentioned, we are, on, we are on the sea anchor um, at the time. You know what? We're down to our final moments. We're going to have to do another segment. We're Okay, guys, welcome back to the Vicious Cycle Podcast. This is episode episode four. And we're back with Gus Johnson. Gus, Gus. Uh, you know, last last podcast, uh, you know, we are really good friends, and so we have lots and lots of stories together. And we definitely went off on some tangents. So we're really going to try and pull this together because otherwise, this could probably be about a forty-hour podcast.
1: How, so, how, how much time you guys got? Yeah, how much
0: time you got? So we're going to try and tighten this up, and uh, it's easy. I mean, I think we've all been there before. You know, you're drinking with your buddies, and you know, me and Gus, we stay in touch, but we haven't really spent that much time sitting around drinking beers recently, or in this case, Jack Daniels. And um, you know, uh, it's very easy. I think we can all go on tangents. We, I think, any time you spend that much time out at sea with someone, uh, just one story after another um, starts to, uh, to to build up, and it's easy going to stand. So anyways, for those of you that were not listening to our last podcast... Or or,
1: or, 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 or of you who or, don't know the, the relationship between me and Kenton, I've known him before both of his kids were born. We bought a house and multiple boats together through fishing. So we are quite we, tight. We have caught a lot of fish together.
0: Uh, actually, before this podcast, uh, my daughter... Not totally understand the concept of, co- of, of this podcast where there's no video. She was very concerned uh, about uh, doing uh, Gus's hair. And the funny part is about that. Uh, Gus had my old vessel, the Vicious Cycle, uh, out at sea fishing when that little girl was uh, being born. And now here she is, seven years old. Dude, Doing Gus's hair. So it's, uh, it's a small world, and uh, we've got a lot of history together. So we're going to try and tighten it up. But anyways, where we left it off uh, on the last trip, man. on our last episode, it was we were talking about our first trip. Now, the reason we put so much emphasis into this first trip, if you're wondering why are these guys rattling on about their first trip, because of what happened on the second trip, which was a life-changing event no, for, for Gus. Uh, not, not what happened on our trip, the trip following my trip, when I went to Australia.
1: First trip fire, uh, you're not going to tell about the, the fact that
0: we went? We went well, 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 no, I, we'll get there. But what I'm trying to tell people is that the significance of the first trip is really because of what happened on... The next trip. The next trip. And that I really want to drive that home because I think that's where a lot of... Uh, the the I think there was a lot of life-changing events. And so I just kind of want to set the tone for what had happened. So... Long story short, on the first trip, uh, we had a pretty successful trip. wasn't uh, wasn't you know the greatest trip in the world, but we did kind of have some craziness that almost kind of set the tone for what would be that happened. We 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 fish on parachutes when you are fishing at night, or in the case like we were talking on the last trip uh, we well, on the last episode that uh, we 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 fish uh, on a parachute a sea anchor. Um, We fish on a sea anchor when we are dropping mocky dogs. And basically what that does is it allows us, depending on the weather, to either have our bow facing into the wind so we can fish our lines straight up and down. Or if there's no wind, uh, what it does is it allows us to have a steady path where our lines, again, contend up and down.
1: In the current, correct.
0: In the current, right. So as opposed to like, say, if you're like lake fishing or a lot of other places, in Hawaii and surrounding Hawaii, we have extreme currents. We have anywhere from no current to in excess of three knots. And so when the current is ripping, like when I when I say ripping, for me, ripping is over, say, two knots, 2.2 knots. Ripping. It's ripping. It, you spend a lot of your time countering the current, um, Re- driving against, enough,
1: resetting. Resetting, trying to figure out where you want to be.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, so like some of the surface fishing we do, that the fishing absolutely goes off when the current's ripping, but a lot of the other fishing we do gets very difficult when the current's running. Now, in this case, the current was just perfect. I remember this very well because the dogging bite was really good. It was exactly like one knot. And one knot is really easy for us to work with. You move enough where you're covering ground, but But it's not so
1: fast. It's not too too fast. Yeah, it's not too fast. It's
0: perfect. One knot is great for what we do. Um, so the current was perfect.
1: It depends on the amount of you lead. Well, your lead also. I mean, you can fish in a heavier lead in a faster current. Per
0: true, se. true. You but know, but, but your vessel still is going to move two knots, and, which sometimes and is the sometimes problem. Sometimes
1: the weather starts to get too rough to where you can't you can't even have the thing attached to your boat. We'll, we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. So different subjects all altogether. But anyways, the where we were going with this, and um, perhaps this was foretelling of some of the stuff that would happen. Uh, in our parachute, uh, one, so, uh, these trips are multi-day trips and was it the second night of the trip? I think the, it was the first was night. Was it the first night? night. Okay. It may we have been. showed
1: up. We had the, we had the,
0: it may have been the first we had night. We
1: fish on, on the troll. Yeah. We had the fish uh, on the troll. Lies. Yep. He dogged it. it right. It became sunset. We threw right. the parachute. We threw the
0: parachute by the buoy and. Did our drift and. Right. Did a drift by the buoy. Uh, we typically what you do is you set up up current and you want the perfect scenario is to drift as close to the buoy as possible without entangling the buoy Uh, with your lines lines. or your boat you You don't don't want want your your boat boat you don't want your boat banging off off these big metal buoys like you don't want to touch the buoy at all so but you want to get as close as you can without hitting this buoy well i remember on the drift all of a sudden, the line on the parachute started going slack. And I remember thinking, oh, fuck, we wrapped the buoy or, or, or we wrapped the line because uh, I couldn't really figure out what had happened. And then we looked up.
1: And, it, it, and just to draw a picture better for people, it's pitch black. Pitch it's black. Rough. You're it's rough. You're 275 miles away from shore. There's no, there's no landmarks. You can't do anything. There's a, a, a light that blinks every five seconds um depending on the buoy they have ha- 10 seconds yeah well eat so well
0: it's a, a th- every buoy has its own pattern but it's like a, but they, it's some, a 3 second yellow light i think is what it and is and
1: sometimes they appear to be closer than they are
0: yeah far, and so in a lot of times the buoys don't wor- the lights don't work, work whatsoever. whatsoever
1: i mean most that
0: that's one thing these things are uh Operated by NOAA, but you know, a lot of times the maintenance the, it, the so maintenance doesn't happen. The, there's yeah.
1: birds pooping on the solar panel. you yep. name and, it.
0: and so then the battery doesn't recharge. A lot of times you get out there, the the solar panels are so covered with bird shit that the battery doesn't recharge. So then there's no fucking light. So you know, you don't want to you don't want to hit this thing like. And so it's like kind of like this game of are we going to get it? We're going to hit it? Are we not going to hit it? Cat, We're going to miss it? Yeah. You know? And uh, well, anyway, so we were going past this buoy and the line went slack on the parachute. And I thought, oh fuck, we wrapped this thing. But then I'm looking at where the buoy is. And I'm like, there's no way that could be there. So me and Gus, we go up there and we've got our flashlight and uh, we're looking at this thing. And there, there's something in the parachute, you know? And the initial thought is, oh fuck, we got a shark. Because sometimes a shark will swim up in your parachute. Or an ahi. Or an ahi, yeah. Sometimes like you'll blast off uh, your line and the and and the ah, he so
1: happens run into your parachute.
0: We'll run right into your parachute, and it will collapse it, and it's a nightmare. So I thought, oh man, like so. We check the lines, and there you know, there's nothing, nothing on the lines. So we clear the lines out. There's this big old fucking manta ray. and not like. Not, not a little, like not like an inshore, like little stingray. To 20 feet yeah, wide, we're talking from about
1: wing tip to wing tip. Yeah,
0: this monster. The thing probably weighs sixteen hundred to like two thousand pounds.
1: Is wrapped up in our parachute. In the
0: parachute, and it's just pulling like a.
1: It's fighting yeah. for its life. It's not. It,
0: yeah, it, it's it's not it's not it's not happy. It, it's got this parachute wrapped on its wing, and now it's instead of the parachute holding us into sea. This fuck, it's th- th-
1: taking it wherever it wants to go. It's yeah. He's fighting for his life. Yeah,
0: he's so now this manta ray has got us on a Nantucket sleigh ride, and we're thinking like, <laughs> holy shit, what are we gonna do to get this fucking thing <laughs> out of here? Well, me and Gus go up on the bow, and uh, we're up there with our flashlight, and the fucking railing breaks, and we're now. We're in the we're water. We're both in the water. Boots, grungeons. Everything. You, Our full rain, can, full rain gear. It, it's, it's It's dark. 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 It's rough. We we're got this...
1: 270 miles away from shore. We're and
0: 270 it's... miles offshore. We've we're got a manta ray that is towing, towing, towing the, boat. the
1: boat at three knots.
0: Oh, my God. It was, like, absolutely ridiculous. And thank God that, uh, that Devin was on the boat. We were able to get to the side of the boat, and he was able to pull us in. Total rock star. <laughs> and... Um. Anyway, he was able. To, he was able to to pull us in, and That's
1: I. I don't
0: remember gone. exactly what happened. Like once we got in the boat, somehow the manta ray the got shot, out.
1: The. I think the main line broke, or the retrieve line broke. One of two, so the shoot collapsed, and it. And then and it, was it, to, kept,
0: it was able. It was able. Yeah. Some some somehow I, maybe it was the trip line broke, and then like when the trip line broke, the manta ray was able to get out of it. And I remember we were just looking at each other and we're like.
1: What we, the we just, fuck? Got, back, we just <laughs> got back on the boat. We were just happy to be so, there. Yeah, we're totally soaked. Like, <laughs> we are just happy to be there, well, uh, back on the boat.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> happened so quick. Plastic. We're like, what the fuck just happened? And so it was like, we, we we're just like, what just happened? Like, So anyways, we go back fishing, and uh, we, we, we end up, we, we, we ran out of ice. We continued to catch. We had a good night of fishing, and then I remember we fished in the morning, we filled the boat up. We filled up the 7, boat
1: up. 8,000 pounds for big yellows. You know, I don't think it was really 8,000 pounds.
0: I, I remember, I mean, in hindsight, I think it was like 7,000 and something. Filled, Wh- whatever. We, we filled, filled the goddamn boat up. We filled up what was capacity for ice. It wasn't like... I remember we, it was a good trip, but it wasn't like we, we didn't we didn't can, slam every well, box I mean, full.
1: We can load boxes full, but it's depending on the amount of ice. Yeah, how right. far you travel. And, so yeah, it's basically, I think it was
0: like over. It was seven, but it wasn't like it, it was, was a good. It was a good trip. Ones. It was a lot
1: of big ones. It, it was, was all, all big, big ones. ones. It was like so.
0: seven thousand pounds. But anyways, it, they were a beautiful class of fish, and uh, uh, you know it ended up being an odyssey and a half. And thank God back then I was so cheap on fuel. Like I was just. I would run it so slow and economically. We ended up having this whole odyssey that I'll, I'll spare the listeners, but it took us forever. That's a whole other that's, that's, that's a whole another podcast. It took us forever and a day to get in. Um, you know, we started two hundred seventy two miles out. It, I'm not even going to spare. I'll just I'll spare you guys the like the details of that. But anyways, it took us forever to get in, and then uh, I went. I, I got in from the trip, and I went to Australia, and. Uh, when i was in australia i received absolute terrible news and then that part of the story from here on out only gus can tell because he's only one man that knows what happened that day and so why don't we pour you a glass of whiskey and let's get into that life-changing moment shall we if you're if you're okay with it
1: yes this is your
0: story so i don't want to so i'm gonna pour that glass
1: set the scene i'm in australia He's in Australia We just had a killer trip, stellar, out the books with Kenton. We had our ups and downs on that trip, and so we were planning for the next trip. We basically reloaded ice, bait, fuel. Okay, reloaded the? The Makana, because now the Makana was. No, the Kalea. No. Oh, it was the Kalea, yeah. It was the Kalea. It was the Kalea. It was, it was K-Lea. the K-Lea. The Makana so was still So we reloaded. Down. The Makana yep. was still down. We were fishing to get the Makana back in order, Correct. I- and I'm on the Great Barrier Reef. He's on the Great Barrier Reef. We were uh-huh. all fishing the Kalea to get the Makana back in order, correct? So the last trip, we went with Kenton to Bowie 3. And then this trip, basically, my twin brother, Devin, was taking over as captain for the Kalea And I was deckhand. And we had reloaded the boat with bait, ice fuel. Um, we... S- Basically, spent all day hauling the sixty-five tubs down the dock. How we doing, Connor? Because there's no ice machine.
0: Yeah, explain that to people. That a lot um, of people that at other places where they have big
1: ice machines. And stuff, you they guys have big ice machines, or you have nice docks. And that we live in a rock in the, middle of the ocean. So even though you're buying, <laughs> even though you're buying ten thousand pounds of ice, and you're working with somebody who owns an ice machine, they might not like give you ice for a shot because you have to provide for everybody else on the island. So you, it's kind of. It's how, even though I want to take it, that's all the machine makes. So we're working with the ice machine dealer and this and that. We got our, we take typically 65 trash cans. Yep. Am I correct?
0: Yeah. uh, I, you know, I always took more than that, but I believe that boat was around like like 66 or something something. like 65. I mean, you're close. I mean, we're going to split in here, but it's like. Basically, like, when we say trash cans, we're talking, like, full... Oh, trash cans tr- like to a, the brim. A, one of those gray, heavy-duty, like, trash cans you The biggest see, trash cans. The biggest trash, trash cans.
1: 55-gallon trash cans. Uh, yeah,
0: trash can. like, the big
1: ones you see, like, a, you know, like, in a cafeteria or something like that. These are big trash cans. full ice. So, we have to haul all those down in the truck. We only can take so many in the truck at once. It's a Ford F-350 flatbed. So, we can fit about 13 in the truck. Yeah. 12 to 13, depending on what you mean. Yep. And so, we... And we have to drive... About a mile and a half, two miles to get from the ice machine. Now, now something that should be added and and is we're,
0: that most of the time they won't give you the ice early on the Big Island because they've got all their hotel, uh, they've got all their hotel uh, like accounts, a, and they've know. got basically we, you know, we aren't their top priority. So they got their hotels, they got their restaurants. So most of the time when we're we, the we're, back we're, yeah, when we're allowed to get ice, the funny part is a lot of times the sun is already up. So like. I would say that it is not uncommon that...
1: Half the, the tub well, of one one-third third of, one third one third of it is
0: often melted by the time by we the get time in, we get it into the to boat, the which has always so, been
1: kind of one of those, ugh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We're paying for this product and it's going yeah. anyway to like that. So, but, after we've loaded all the bait, ice, fuel, we've taken the boat out, basically my twin brother is the captain, we left the dock... Now, where are we heading? Are we heading back to the buoy? We're heading back to the sea mountain. And, sea mountain or the buoy? We went to sea mountain because the... The next trip, we went to the buoy.
0: Okay, so there was one trip in between. In between, that there we, was with with Mike Harlan. Okay, that okay. We went, and yep.
1: uh, as soon as we got there, the bite was on. I sh- we showed up to the buoy. Okay, we got yellows, mahis, and as soon as I got my first yellow into to the boat, the pilot whales came. Okay, so the whales came, and they stunned the thing. The first hundred pounder I had at the stern. Yep, basically stunned it. And took it away from me and, and then the party was over An the party was over. Yeah, the whales Game win. Over, There's no so doubt. We, but you we know like- what? Before we go any further, I just do want to say one thing. That is
0: one awesome thing about handline fishing and sustainable fishing like that is that as opposed to other fisheries where the whale would get hurt or, uh, you know, has a ch- chance for interaction. With handline fishing, when the whales show up, they just win. We lose. We leave. We leave. We leave. I mean, and that's actually – it can be very frustrating but that's also kind of the beautiful thing about hand lining is that uh, Mother Nature still wins a lot,
1: you know? Night, every time. You can't fight Mother Nature. She's mm. going to come and she's going to take what she wants and that's it. Especially in that these case. Things are, these things have sonar. They have teeth. <laughs> they can swim. They can go underwater. They can go to depths deeper than you could ever imagine.
0: Very true. Very
1: true. They're, oh. not, they're not
0: stupid. All right, So the bi- so the whales have bested you off the buoy... On the trip before. So you so and your brother are heading to, to... Sea Mountain. Is there anyone else on the border? Or is it just you two? Just Just us. you and your twin brother?
1: Yeah. Okay. And we were leaving dock around sunset time, evening. Um, depending on the time of the year, it switches from 6.30 to 8 if it's summer. So, the, I mean, depending on the light. But on that trip, it was November. Correct. So it's okay, yep. near November. A shorter, short season. So it's November or October? Is it... November. November.
0: Oh my you know what? I guess I'm in Australia for a while at that point then. I must have already been there for it's a while. On November. It's so November. Like, so my timeline's a little bit off. I've been on the reef season, for a so little it's bit. Right
1: before sunset, it's basically probably around five forty five six. We we departed dock, headed out, and we're heading out shore. Okay. We're heading offshore to the mountain. And we had it on the know we had the weather radio on and everything, but we basically had traveled so far in the night, taking our shifts. We had gotten What's the weather like at this time? Sheet calm, sheet calm, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So we're taking that we do we do our stuff. We're taking our ships. Now, when you say shifts, just for the people at home, what does that mean? Like you rotate? We rotate shifts on the wheel per se because we're only two people on. Right. So someone's always on, on watch, making always sure. always on watch, watching the radar, watching for boats, watching if the lines go off. So if you catch a fish or you catch a load of fish, that he can wake up and it can wake me up and right. we can rotate say I'm asleep and he comes across fish I can now jump to his aid and help him out right. right okay got it. so it's dark we're heading out we're about 90 miles offshore okay right
0: uh, um you know I wasn't here but I thought it was on Jagger but it's Jagger Jagger
1: is about on the 55 backside. well we're in the back side of
0: Jagger okay then back side of Jagger um Jagger for the folks at home is a, a mount that has three uh pinnacles it's particularly known for being extremely rough and the current being very fast. It's probably the if, most if consistent fast pic- current out of anywhere in Hawaii point. in my experience. If I can draw yeah. a
1: picture, there's the Alinua channel. So it's the biggest channel okay. in the whole world, right?
0: All right, so again, you got to describe. So that is the channel between Maui and, and the Big A-Lan. Island. Yep. And, and it's, it's finally a current probably from... It funnels out. If you were going to take a direct line, basically almost goes over Jagger Seamount. So you have the most extreme winds when we have our trade winds that also happen to go against our fastest current.
1: Pushing from California, and the closest fucking piece of land is California, Mexico, this and that. So it's pushing all that water, correct, down through. And then you're going to have two pieces of land that basically funnel water and wind through it. So it's basically like a. it's a
0: funnel. Yeah, it's a funnel. It's it's considered by many. I've seen it written up that it's the second roughest warm water channel in the world. I, I consider it the roughest. <laughs> well, it, it definitely gets very rough. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: haven't been to the other one yet. Well, and
0: that's another thing too. People people to often think of Hawaii as being very calm, which and, and and part of that's because it's known for like Kona Hawaii and flat calm sport fishing and people are going short. A lot of people don't realize that Kona or not Kona, but Hawaii in general, that most of the fishing around Hawaii is not calm. Most of the fishing around Hawaii is 20 to 25 knots year-round minimum. Like, that's, like, we live in, like, 25 knots of wind, and a lot of people, they kind of always think that it's calm, and that is just not, that is not the case at all. Kona, Hawaii, where it's exceptionally flat, is the exception, and maybe off, like, Waianae, um, but that is definitely the exception and not,
1: and not the rule. You guys, Hawaii. even in why even on the west side of Hawaii, is ten times. They look at us in corner and Conan, like, you guys are lucky. Yeah, it, it blows over. It can blow over there, too. <laughs> because we have a mountain. We have a much bigger. We have a lee, what we call a lee, on right. the east side of the island. So it's basically just a mountain, a giant structure, a mountain that takes the winds in it. The winds have to blow over the top of that right. in order to. To create the water to get rough. So right. once you're 60, 80 miles out, the water can get rough. But yeah. when you're closer in the land, you're, nice. in, you're in a lee. Right. That's what we call the leeward side That's in Hawaii. So we were out past that. Kona side. We were out past on Kona side in yep. the lee, but we had gone out past the lee, basically, in 60, 80 miles of water. Yep. Correct? Yep. Yep, okay. Yeah, I mean, basically, Jagger starts around like 55 to like whole- a I guess and the far
0: side would be like eighty five. So you're some, 99. you're some, you're somewhere in there. And on if you're the, past Jagger, you might be, you might be like, if you went on the back side, you might be like the ninety. Back
1: of Jagger to the penis. You know what I'm saying? That first, the, the yes, the, that's the first when start. he says
0: penis, to the people at home, what he's talking about is, is, be, is
1: basically there's there's like a
0: a, a, a series a, 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 of a series mountains. of sea mountains, and the way it looks on the chart is, is it exactly kind of appears to be the male genitalia. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so. so anyways.
1: He is in a place that gets particularly rough. It's funnel. The water is funneling through that. And it's water in front of from California. at this
0: time, it's not rough, though. Is that correct? At this time, it's it's still... Sheet calm. Sheet calm. Okay. So, sheet calm, but in a
1: place that gets traditionally rough. Coming across basically around... I mean, the... It's been 11, 12 years now, so basically what happened is we, we had done our shifts, we had done our shifts, and then basically it was his time up on watch. This is Devin's time on watch. This is Devin's time on Dev watch. Dev man. Dev man. He's yep. basically watching a movie. He's doing his time. I'm like, okay, well, I got up 30 minutes prior. I'm like, okay, this is the end of his watch, and I got up 30 minutes prior to take a piss off the side of the boat. Yep. She fucking calm and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to... I want to take over in 30 minutes. We're going, to, we're going to do a shift change. Right. So basically, I went to... took my piss, came back to lay down, and about 10, 15 minutes later, I just had this weird feeling. I just... I, know, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just had a weird fucking feeling. I couldn't hear him, didn't see him. I had ass, okay? And then immediately, I, I had a weird feeling. I popped up, I ran outside, came up in the ass looking for Devin, because the the way the boat is basically cockpit when you climb out of the cockpit there's a fish box inside of the cab and you're going to see anybody on on that and that's where he usually stays and i didn't see him there so immediately i was like okay well he's either on the back deck or taking a piss or you know so i went back and looked for him i didn't see him there immediately there's a fly bridge i went up on that fly bridge and looked for him and didn't see him there and at that moment i knew that fucking he was off the boat
0: Correct. So and you got up, and your twin brother is missing. 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 I Gone. can't even imagine it's, what that would have felt it's like. Twelve thirty at night now. Twelve thirty at night. Gone. Gone. Darkest. Darkest can be night. Darkest can be night, and so in the. And the boat is
1: still heading on course. Heading on course in Good. autopilot. Correct. So, right. Just so everybody's correct, we're on autopilot. Right. So You're on autopilot. Still heading. The boat's, the boat's but, heading on that heading that you set it on, and it's fucking moving. Correct. So. But your brother's missing. He's missing and basically I saw him at half an hour back. Okay. So I basically deducted that time of what I saw him, how fast I was moving in speeds and knots.
0: Okay. What was your first little reaction? Did you call the Coast Guard immediately? Immediately. Immediately. So you called the Coast Guard.
1: I called the Coast Guard. I told him this is where I saw him last. And then immediately after that, I basically called the Coast Guard and I threw a buoy in the water, correct? Okay. So I threw a buoy in the water so I can tell. Yep. And I threw a chute in the water so I can tell which way the current's going. Right. So as soon as the as soon as I knew what was up, I threw the chute in the water. Okay. Boom, I threw the shoot in the okay, water. Okay, so
0: he threw the parachute in the water so he could get Basically a feel for where the current was going. Which way
1: I know which way the current's going. Right, okay. I mean, immediately. And so I made the call to the Coast Guard, Kate. Okay? General sixteen. Yep. Made the call to the Coast Guard, shooting him my life, Okay. I'm sure man that was over, a terrible moment. Man overboard. Threw the parachute in the water because that gives you a feel of which way the current's going. Smart, very smart. What what way he would have drifted? drifted. And I turned on every fucking light I had on the boat. Right, correct, because he he went over here and we're moving. But even though the current, the current could have been. Let's say I was outside of him, and I threw the chute, and the current's pulling me in. And he's inside of me, and I have a Right, he can so, swim back to the boat. So correct?
0: right. So what 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 Gus is saying is that basically he threw the chute to account for the drift because when you hit the water, you don't just sit where you are. Even if you're just treading water, There's the current is taking you. You're moving, or your with wind the, with the so, wind
1: and the current and everything. So that right. that accounts where you're going to end up. Right.
0: So you need to, you were trying to factor in like okay, where has my brother drifted?
1: In this time. Right. And this a lot of time. And the I'm problem moving, is that you don't... I'm moving... We, you know it's I, within a half hour. I'm moving X amount of knots, right? Right. Six, seven knots. So you know you can move... The boat's, you know, boat's moving
0: under autopilot six or seven knots. Yeah.
1: And you know you can determine, okay, I moved this amount of time in this distance, correct? Right. So now I know, okay, I saw him here and he was last seen here, basically. Yep. And basically, you can, once you go there, shoot in the water, you can factor how fast you're moving and the time amount, right. time in the water. Well, you're trying to guesstimate. What, you know you, you know it was a half hour. You, you can guesstimate, right? right? So you can guesstimate and it's it's all a guesstimation from there. So right. the point being is basically now you have a fear for where the current's going and where it should start looking because you could drive around in the dark yep, and the person could be in the water and you fucking run over the guy and you don't know, right? Correct. Yeah, that would be a real fear.
0: You could, it's, I mean, it's kind of like we were talking about in the last episode about gear. It can be very hard to even see a flag when it's rough. Let alone, so, let alone a person that is mostly swimming. submerged. Yeah, without a doubt, extremely difficult.
1: And then especially as the weather starts to get rough. So, so the point he went in the water, it was sheet calm.
0: Okay, so he hits the water, it's flat calm.
1: As we hit the jag- jagger, mm-hmm. the backside of the mountain, 85, 90 miles out, seventy-five to eighty miles out, okay, and between that area, the weather starts to get rough. And when I so, say when I say rough, I mean like the
0: wind came on. It's rough. because you are in you are in pretty much the worst place imaginable for shitty for shitty weather. Like, in, I couldn't in imagine the state th- of Hawaii. it's pretty much the worst place I could imagine having to look for somebody. Because
1: you know, people, to explain people, I don't know if I have to explain this to people on the mainland, but as a swell comes across the Pacific Ocean, right, it has its lee and it has the amount of time that it can draw and gain strength and speed. And once it hits a shallow shelf, what does it do? Well, it builds, yeah.
0: I mean, it gets, it gets massive. So, and the and the problem, particularly in that area, and is that it runs against the current. So you get the swell that goes against the current, and it is, and I and um, I can attest to this from years of traveling through there. It is like the fucking shittiest place in I mean, the uh, world uh, like anywhere I, around Hawaii. Like if you're gonna get your fucking head rattled in, and you, you know that that's just my god. Most of the poundings you take are going through that area. Right it, it's just, area. for lack of a better term, it is just rough as fuck yeah, yeah. It, It's a shit spot. Like, I couldn't imagine, like I said, a worse place for your brother to go over the side.
1: So, basically, it started with sheet calm. Yep. At the end of our deal, once I called the Coast Guard, threw the shoot in the water, established where I was going, what way the current was going, and I threw... Basically, the Coast Guard came out with a cutter, and they sent the cutter, and they sent the plane, and I sent my chute and my drift, and I was talking to the Coast Guard General in Oahu. So, basically... He set his drift, and he, he, from my drift, he set out four buoys. So I basically was a corner. When you so say
0: set out these buoys, they, they, you, they drop them from an airplane. From r- an airplane. From an airplane, from and an they're an drift airplane, buoys. A
1: 747 airplane, the okay. course card searcher. So they're looking, and they're looking. They also have a heat sensor. Right. So they can search, and they can see the body temperature on person. They're looking. Right. Also, they're, not only with their buoys. So I gave them the first coordinate, and then, then me – coordinating with the with the coast guard we created a triangle around that area okay correct so I told them okay okay this is where I'm at this is what happened this is the time this is the immediate time I threw the shoot in the water right this is the current I'm going I was buoy one right so they basically set up four buoys from me mm-hmm. dropped off an airplane mm-hmm. that also tell them which way the current go and move and everything right. so they set around me okay and they're also Searching while they're dry, dropping those. Buoys. Did
0: all the buoys go the same direction?
1: Well, they're also searching with the thermal with the, with the thermal line. Right, I get and that. I, I get that. So they're also they're also no, looking with the, the thermal buoys, imaging. All the buoys didn't go the same way. That is where
0: the problems lie in these places. So so, saying, so the buoys didn't all go the same direction. No, and, and these no. currents
1: go left right. Where, where right. basically you have to they pinnacles. split in different ways. There's five pinnacles. There's a pinnacle. Behind you south, there's a pinnacle north, there's a pinnacle west, and there's water right. funneling through it. Right. And now it started with calm. now it's 20-foot waves. It's basically it's crashing blowing. over the cabs. See, I was fucking amazed I even made it on the it, it, it so it's, it's fucking blowing. It, single. It's howling. Oh, man, it's howling. Howling. So it looks like fucking Waimea Bay, and you're basically parked on the inside reef, anchored.
0: Waimea Bay, for those of you who don't know, are, are, is on the north shore of Oahu, and it's known for giant waves, particularly in the north swell in the in the winter. Uh, probably a lot of the photos if you've seen of Hawaii when you see a giant wave, it most likely is from Waimea Bay. And if um, you could
1: anchor your boat on the inside reef, that, that's you what it would looks you like. You wouldn't have a boat. That's, <laughs> that's basically what it looks like. I'm, right, right. On, I'm on the sea anchor. Yep. Right, because I'm not attached to the sea floor. I can float over the wave and make it out of it. Okay. Correct. Right. All right. Because so, so, if you if you anchored on MAB Bay and you're anchored to the floor, you would be gone because you're hooked to the bottom and the wave comes in. you'd be, you'd just be. Total. But the shoot allows you to ride up and over it. Correct. Right.
0: Okay. So what's what let, what let, what's kind of stay on task here? So it, it's rough, and the realization your brother is missing.
1: Definite. Hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent missing, and. Uh,
1: We've Okay, we so deployed so four buoys. Okay, the and buoys deployed, are deployed. 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 Me as a the, the and co- four buoys around me. Coast guard. Yep. Is co- now involved. The coast Guard's now looking.
0: Tell me about the search. How long? How long did the search go on? Like I'm, I'm I mean, your brother's missing. Um,
1: it was basically 12 to 1 o'clock in the morning.
0: 12 to qu- one, 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock in the morning. You're in, you're in you you're.
1: He's in the water. That's when I made the initial call. Okay. To the coast guard. All right. So. And then from there, the weather got extremely fucking rough and it's dark. And then one man on the boat by mm-hmm. myself. Right. Trying to find someone that's in the water. Which is a di- difficult position
0: in the best of times because you can only look in one spot. There's only one.
1: And it's fucking like Miami Bay and you're on the fucking chute. So right. So it's rough as hell. You uh, can only move so fucking far. So talk
0: or, us through the process. You can, so- you can only do so much. The coast the Coast Guard is looking and through, a, to, through four buoys around three so buoys they've got the buoys me. they've got a, a C, c31 probably probably what's searching right they got thermal imaging looking how long did the Coast Guard search before it was apparent that they weren't gonna find your
1: brother five days so they usually five typically, days typically a coast Guard search in Hawaii is three days yep we searched for five days I was to help me out and search and I also had
0: what um, is what is going through your mind as the hours extend into days what what and this is your twin brother what what are you thinking is it do you have well, eternal hope the whole time or I is it eternal, or is it
1: getting heavier and heavier it's getting heavier and heavier I have friends that I've I have friends from all over the island that have showed up I've had, at this point, the word is out. I've had friends. Now, your
0: other brother is also out looking in a boat, correct? Marcus, Marcus, your older brother.
1: So he's out looking in a... He's in another boat. He's in another boat, looking heat. The weather was so rough. My father was also out looking in another boat. Your father
0: was also in another boat. He heard the call.
1: He heard the pon-pon.
0: So so your whole family is looking for your brother. You're in a
1: boat, your brother's in a boat, and your father's in another boat. Looking for him. Looking for your brother. Then we came back in the shore. The Coast Guard basically made me come in after so long because they told me they're going to arrest me. I mean, they come to you know
0: because you'd been on the boat for so long. They basically mm-hmm. ordered you in. Were they just were they concerned
1: about basically Coast Guard was concerned about the weather being so rough? Yeah, and them having someone else go missing that they have to look for two people versus one. And Cause because at this point you haven't gone to bed at all, right? I haven't gone H- to how, how many bed days ever- are you awake now? I was asleep for about. Two hours. If two that. hours and like 45, five. 45 minutes, if that. So in five days, you've slept two hours. No. Well, in five days, basically from we left Honokahau out, I had slept, right? So basically. So like six days, you're like two hours in. No, 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 no. uh uh-uh. we you know how it is. We do shifts. No, I, I, I get that. But how many,
0: like, but from the time your brother is lost to the time they make you win, how much, out, oh, oh, how, how much have you day, slept? Oh,
1: six. Oh. Yeah. It like, was probably about 12 hours. It's from the time my brother went missing to the time they ordered me in to where yeah. I go to sleep, it was probably twelve to twelve to eighteen hours. So you probably slept twelve to eighteen hours across five days total. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying is I slept my shifts. How okay. We have throughout the throughout the you know how it is we rotate our shifts just so that okay but from the all right. Time, so I see, time, I see, I see. From the I time see, I, I see. called it in. To when I slept again. Oh, okay.
0: I was thinking that you were out for five days and they finally told you. But you were out for like another
1: 12 hours and they said, you need to go in. Because. And then you took the. Because the weather was so rough. And I I was a single captain. Right. basically, the captain went missing on the kayak. Right. I understand that. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, well. And I I told them in my mind, I'm like, I have food. I have bait. I have ice. I have basically, I'm set up for a seven day trip. Right. Right. Nine day trip. The captain, my twin brother went missing. Right. In the first eight hours of the trip. Right. Correct? Okay. So I have, I'm telling them, I'm telling them, you got Guard, days worth of supplies. I'm telling on them, it. fuck you, I'm staying out here for right. days and days until. Right. But then they all, ultimately came down to where they're going to arrest me and take me in. Okay, because well, my Because my, my, my brother's out here looking for him, my father's out here looking for him on another. So boat. they
0: were concerned about you as well? So they wanted to get
1: me in basically. So when you say
0: the search went on for five days then, so then that means you went in and then – And they wouldn't let me – It must have taken to the air then, right? I mean we've got – They wouldn't let me – they wouldn't allow me back on the water.
1: Okay, Personally. Personally. But I have – Okay, I, I can respect
0: that. that. Uh, so there's airplanes now. Was there? They've got the Coast Guard now. The private planes too. I had Look,
1: private planes. Yeah, that's what I. I, I had I I to think. helicopters. I had all of that looking. So every right. every friend that I had that came down. I remember a lot of favors were called on. Oh, a I lot mean, of people
0: knew. A lot of a lot people, of people knew, knew your brother. I mean, and so
1: they came down to the harbor and they came down and they asked, and so we split people up. And you know, them. a lot of people don't realize there's the Dev Man stickers, right? Well, so, they don't know the Dev
0: Man. Is your twin brother? I don't. They, there's Dev Man stickers around so, around Hawaii, and a lot
1: of people don't know what the hell's going on. They
0: don't know. They see Dev Man, they don't know what that is. They're like, no. oh is that a surf brand or something? No. That is a that that is that it's artwork that that
1: is that's a, that's a tribute to your brother. Yeah. Your brother was a legendary waterman. Oh, right. I, I mean that's. And we basically split the people up that could come. So there was a group of people we split them between boat and air because so many people are gonna get seasick. Correct? Okay. So you take them and put them in the plane right. or the helicopter because I had my friend Kyle Thorne, he owns Paradise Helicopters. Yep. Blue Hawaii chipped in so we had helicopters. Yep. Shout out to those guys for pitching Shout name. out to those guys for a huge pitch in. And then we also had several uh, Cessnas? Cessnas, yeah. Like smaller smaller planes on top of on top of the Coast Guard on searching. On top of whatever the Coast Guard was searching. So we had boats Planes, helicopters in the water for 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 four to five days, basically before I called the search off. And the the day I called the search off, I we can't even imagine what that would feel like. We we started from you had to make a rational decision that it was time to stop looking for your twin brother. I started from point X, and I had looked from basically, I had guys in the water immediately as soon as it happened on the penguin banks. So if you can draw a map of flying, look up in your penguin banks. There was guys on penguin banks he immediately. Which, that which is on the west side of Molokai, if you if you're looking at a chart. So he's got guys coming from the west side of Molokai, and mm-hmm. planes, helicopters, and everything. And after so many days of looking, and I was basically in the, the plane with my, I was there with Ned, and I was flying. Ned Snow. Ned Snow. Yep. I was flying over that, and I just looked in the clouds, and I knew they so just told me I was like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna find him in Halape. You know what I mean we had searched the whole coast? We had searched from Penguin Banks to Halei. It's basically, you tell me. Kilo to pe is basically half the fucking state. Once you search for boats, planes, helicopters, it's a huge, Cessna, it's, it's, a, a huge it's a huge amount, amount of, of water. And you're, you're looking for search. someone's head that's basically
0: the size of a coconut. Basically the size of a coconut and the water is just rough, rough as fuck. As and fuck. you know, and a lot of people probably don't know this, that haven't seen it. When it's rough as fuck and you're from an airplane, like it, it's just white. It's just white water, white water. It, it's searched, hard
1: it's hard to see anything to I've, strip. I've searched from 60 to 90 miles out from this area from the point that started yep. all the way back into Oahu all the way back to Halapay. so you can right you can basically it's a huge that it's just a huge amount of area. I, don't, I don't think thousands I, of nautical miles of water
0: yeah. thousands nobody was ever gonna question that you guys certainly did you know you tried we, and and I, I mean it's heartbreaking you know for for all parties I'm sure especially for you. Um, let me ask you this a little bit off subject. Cause you know, we all miss Devin and, um, I, I'm sure I, I, you know, I can't imagine that you would be on the water and not feel connected. Um, I remember, uh, something that kind of heavy that happened out of this too. Um, there was a lot of heavy stuff, but do you recall when we were fishing and that set of life jackets and glow sticks up, blew up to the boat it, and you found yeah. it yeah i i don't yeah so I, you don't have to tell me so kenton was out yeah so this is a, what a year later to the date or something like that
1: it's like a year later to the date that i, I had set after i accepted it i said a buoy correct it, it was it was, a, it was a raft full it was a, ra- a, double a raft ha- a double haul canoe basically well, if you ever watched moana
0: well hold on before we go into the your brother's know, but do you remember that the last ditch effort was it was them. a raft a raft that like a tied up bunch of life vest Thanks. with glow sticks that threw and off the back of the, they boat. Threw off the back of the boat and on the anniversary to your brother's passing it blew up, up to the and vicious cycle and it, came, and, and, and i gaffed it it literally blew up i mean i'm getting goosebumps thinking of it uh, it, it it blew to the side of the boat and i gaffed it unbeknownst to me that it was the last thing they threw in the water when they gave up the search with maybe the last hope that maybe Devin like would find, find it if... and i remember bringing it back to the dock and and when i was told that they're like where did you get that and i'm Cause, like oh.
1: cuz to me i'm throwing shit off the back of the boat yeah i mean i'm like fuck if he finds it if anything he, that he yeah, might he might float he sees it and he sees a flight flat where he sees his name on it he's going to be stoked.
0: Right. I mean, right, It's just one of those crazy things. A year later to the day that he passed away, it blew up to the side of the vicious cycle. And I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking, like, God, the ocean is just a amazing and crazy place. And who knows where it went in between that? And who knows where it went? I mean, it, it's uh, it's amazing how that stuff cycles around. Um, and again, and, and you know, and another thing, your brother, like you were just saying. Um, you know, for his for his memorial, you guys made that amazing canoe, double hull canoe, the double hull canoe, and you should you should tell the, the folks about that because that's a pretty incredible story too. If you
1: if you know if the easiest way to break it down, I don't know if you if you have kids, you have a daughter, you watch Moana. Yep, double hull canoe. I basically made one of those, and it was probably the first double hull canoe that we call it. It's like a partying raft that I've seen in. Probably a hundred years, maybe that. You know, basically, basically, you traditions have got, got lots. So but I basically, made you a, gave your brother a home, uh, Hawaii traditional parting part, canoe. Parting canoe. I made awesome. a, I made a yep. canoe from scrap. I built it from scrap. Lashed it. Lashed every piece of rope. Put every piece of board. Painted it. Glassed it. And you set it to sea. I put fishing baskets on it. Whatever he would like. Yeah, right? it's, I Such a beautiful basket. tribute. I put a dangler squids on it. I know, it that's right. Squid. It had a dangler and it had, it had danglers hanging off it on like it.
0: it was properly it, outfitted for the dangling.
1: Thing, the thing came back. I know. It circled around and it came back with a pile of fish. Unfortunately, I was in I remember, Island. I remember that. I remember that. The canoe came back. came back
0: and it was loaded with, with fish. fish. I know, it's incredible. <laughs> I love that story. That Devin's, Devin's raft came back and had a huge pile of fish on it times. isn't that just like i i just think that's like such a beautiful kind of i mean it's tragic but it's also beautiful like it shows the cycle i mean because that's exactly what devin, devin would have wanted. wanted like he would have
1: loved to have been in then, on I'm a bite like that a, you know like mean? find the canoe that yeah. has fish boiling off of it yeah like,
0: oh, okay i mean that to me i just i know so many guys that were able to benefit off that and just it's just beautiful, you know. That you know that that that's kind of the vicious cycle, you know. Like it, it's it's your your brother's passing is so sad, but you know, like then you have these moments out at sea where he's still forever connected to you. You know, like yeah. oh, I mean, well, it, nobody it, expects to see it, that canoe come back, but when it does, oh, it's it's it's, you know what, it's bearing life you know what, to next generation you know of fishermen. It's that canoe.
1: No, the, the day I built the canoe, the, I built it specifically to launch it from a spot for the for the funeral. Yeah. Winds died, it went cold to winds. Yeah. For a week. So I had to take it out in the boat. Of course, right, right. I took it out in the middle of the channel. Yep. I found the wind line and set it in the wind line. What, three, four weeks later, five weeks later, six weeks later, passed, and then comes back.
0: I think, if I recall, it was about six weeks it six came weeks back. Six weeks later. Yeah, and it was loaded. Loaded up yeah. with yeah. fish. Yeah. The Mass broken. Yep, it was bro- the mass, was, the mass through, was bent it, over. It went One,
1: through some I, weather.
0: Yeah, it had some weather. One of the. Um, one of the the sides had some water in it, but it was still upright. Yeah, but it had, lot, but it had a lot, but it had a lot of
1: fish. <laughs> there's, nobody, there's nobody there to. It, it's an old school Hawaiian canoe. There's nobody there to bail. bail the canoe. it. Well, what's going to happen, right? Right? Yeah, what's exactly. going to happen after so long? You, right. you can't bail the canoe.
0: Yeah, and you know that canoe. Uh, it kind of it was around. I don't know how you missed it. It was around for a few days. A lot of people's kind of scored off it. Oh, they scored. Yeah, off you know, right, there, right. There, a lot of guys caught fish off that. It was around for a few days, so. Uh, That's pretty wild. Let me ask you something. You know, I I, we know what your most tragic moment is after hearing that story, but you know, despite all that, you went back to sea. You know, and um, I'm very honored that you you came back and fished with me for years. Took a couple months
1: off. Yeah, I didn't want to to be responsible for anybody. I took a couple months off. I didn't fish at all for a couple months right then I started to fish solo by myself on my uncle Trigger's boat yep which is basically I remember that a, uh, basically a double poiki cat yep. and I would fish that and I would just because I wouldn't be responsible for anybody or anything so I just fished myself yep and then basically you gave me the chance
0: yeah I remember that we had been talking we have been talking and you, you started crewing for me and uh, we really hit it off fuck we caught a lot of fish that was a really good run and and, and uh you had like, just uh,
1: got the bolt and you had Brett so you needed head Brett
0: yep yeah, and I and we needed somebody to rotate in so I could be you know um,
1: you know and i am starting to just have family commitments family yeah commitments and everything and you were like and
0: oh okay well it was like you know a lot of people they wouldn't know but your front tooth is a fake because uh, both of them both of them because how did you knock them out the old B.C. the
1: old Yeah. Angle.
0: Yeah, my old boat there in a mean dangler rush. This fucking, oh, we got loaded up on big ones. We called it a gusset. A gusset. Yeah, we called it a gusset for a while. The uh, yeah. we, we loaded up on all these big fish dangling. And for those of you that don't know what that means, literally we are in this awesome fishery um, where we run these 12-inch rubber squid off the side of the boat. And we're able to use chum. Um, to often get the tunas right up next to the side of the boat. Now, we primarily catch, uh, like, juvenile and medium-sized fish, but once in a while, we'll get these awesome runs of big fish. And we got covered up in this dangle rush where just fucking the boat is shaking. Everything's exploding. We call, we're we just covered
1: it, in big ones. We call it biting the end off the boat. Yeah,
0: it, they were biting we, the end off the boat. And this, fucking, this dangler pole that was held in by... A pin, but uh, it's pin. And like a a re- pin, like a quarter
1: pin. It's a, it's like a, a big, really it's,
0: heavy pin, like it's three quarters of an inch or half yeah. an inch. It's like a three quarter inch pin. It's no fucking around. Yeah. But we got absolutely two, covered nine, up, up on the, fucking big fish. We
1: carried the one thirty in the, the short line. Yep. And I was helping him pulling that over, and the pin broke. We the turned, pin snapped. I turned around and I had the bang metal bar to my
0: teeth. They knocked out the the, the big eyes going there was like two what, like ninety pounders on the danglers, knocked out both of Gus's front teeth. So for a while old Gus was rocking. Now he's got this beautiful set of chompers. But for a while he was kinda of looking like a meth head. But uh no,
1: but <laughs> well, what, what, what what people don't understand too is like I I left that also for it's like it's like a it's like a scar memory, right? Yeah, yeah. I need this fucking thing. This is I earned this. Yeah I look good man. I'm like no, it was... I, I I earned this from two ninety pounders breaking my goddamn teeth <laughs> yeah, out. Was... Oh, how'd you break your teeth out? Yeah, I had that was ten thousand a... pounds and knocked fucking my teeth out. Some... That, that was an awesome time frame. There
0: was a lot of big fish around on that cycle. So Yeah man. Well let me ask you. So we have we have we've heard the shitty and uh, we heard about getting your teeth knocked out. What is despite all the pain the ocean brings what is your most beautiful moment out at sea what, what is your favorite memory despite, despite the pain what is the most beautiful moment out at sea for you what, what was your greatest moment if you can think of that I know you're on the spot
1: here oh that's gotta put him on the spot but basically catching sunset time, catching a load filling up the boat and be able to call Kenton <laughs> and be like hey you know what I got him got him I got him well, I am very
0: honored that you would say that because it meant a lot to me. I always really, really appreciated you running my boat. Especially, you You were there. Be- best,
1: best best, trip ever, Tata, Suri, okay, the... me, the yep. mission cycle, if oh. I can draw a picture.
0: Okay, so these are, uh, Sooty still fishes with me today. And, uh, and, and Tata. Um, Foreign crew. Uh, yep. Uh, both these guys are from India. Tata, unfortunately, doesn't fish with us anymore. He is uh, he is uh, doing his own thing in Indonesia uh, now. But uh, he was just an animal, animal, animal of the crew. And uh, he worked for me for several years and just an absolute tiger. But um, unfortunately, uh, for those of you that don't know, and a lot of people don't, uh, we have these foreign crew members that come and go, and um, Tata, his real name is Taa, is T A A T, is also the name of a terrorist. And because so many of the Indonesians that come here uh, are are Muslim, and they can't get it sorted with the with the custom system. That he can't get here. We've tried and tried and tried and tried, but his name is just associated with a, a terrorist, so he's never been allowed to come back to the United States. Unfortunately,
1: best and, best crewman ever. ever. Oh,
0: I mean, he was so great. He started coming and working in Hawaii when he was 13 years old, and but just the way the system changed with like terrorism stuff, he's just unfortunately never been allowed back. It's just heartbreaking. I love the guy, well, but I, we just can't we can't figure out a way to get right, him back, Sally. But, but anyways, back to your most beautiful moment.
1: I would say
0: it'd probably be I know it was Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. So here here he is. Gus is out on Thanksgiving Day, missing a holiday with his family, out fishing. There's only me and Joe Jr. So Joe Jr. at this time when he was the captain of he the Double Day. Okay, Double so D. Joe Dentley Jr. That so there's Joe who basically invented the modern day he he invented danglers. I mean he, he basically invented modern the modern day style of fishing. He is not like if, He's been doing it so long he literally invented danglers. They, they, so, they, so this they found is his spot this is his
1: son. Through through try to shrimp, correct?
0: Yeah, so Joe actually found the Joe came up the first time Joe was ever on the Seamount. And we'll get him on this podcast, if I can get him to be oh, politically correct for even <laughs> and if I get him to be politically correct even for five minutes, I don't know if that's possible or not. Oh my god. Love the guy, but We'll have to have a warning but, label on that it's one. A so, but yeah, no their what. first time he was out there with another fisherman uh, named Will Lasby, and they were doing an experimental trip fishing for Alma Ebi, and Alma Ebi is a deep water shrimp. Same. And um, they went out there with this big boat, and they did some test pots, and they needed um, the pots to be like they needed to catch forty pounds per pot for it to be profitable, and they only averaged like sixteen to twenty pounds. But the thing they discovered when they were hauling back these um, these pots. Was that all these piles of tunas were coming up, and like any any of the stuff they shook out, like any of the leftover bait, anything out of the boat was just being mauled. Yeah, it was just getting absolutely mauled by tunas. So although the shrimping thing didn't work out, in the back of their mind they said, "Oh wow, look at this, we got tunas." And so uh, Joe originally went out in a small boat, and then it got bigger and bigger. And I'll have him tell that story someday because he he is definitely
1: he built the he built basic he's like. He, the he, mad scientist. He, he is. Joe is the mad scientist. Seventy-seven trium- foot catamaran. Catamaran in his front yard. Two stories. Yeah. It looks like a goddamn
0: hotel. It's floating in the water. It's a. It's got a very distinct. <laughs> it, has a very dis- it has a very distinct. It has a very distinct. look silhouette without a doubt. But Joe <laughs> definitely has the runs on the board. He's a legend. He's been there, done that. But anyways, you're out there with
1: his son fishing by the Double D. And uh, it's a trip that Kenton sent me on. It's Thanksgiving basically i set the gear so he's talking about setting short line gear we showed up late in the night typically so how our fishing cycle runs is when you show up it's depending on time right and where you set and where you what you do on the mountain so i showed up at a time where basically it's set for what's going on no i said i showed up at the mountain where it's time basically to what we call shibi. I sit, I sit outside and I catch my squids and I get ready to run back in. It's called the vicious cycle and we would set our, our gear. So I basically ran back in, caught all my squids, got rid of the shibi and. Uh, Ika
0: shibi, for those of you who don't know, is nighttime fishing in Hawaii. Ika means squid Twin. and shibi refers to a tuna under 100 pounds, so pretty straightforward. Ika shibi literally means squid,
1: tuna. Sometimes we might have to run 20 miles out to f- catch... The Ika, yep. Because the tunas will eat them, and cool. if you have one tuna coming, mess it up. It'll you just can't. You
0: just up. can't catch enough. You can't catch enough squid. So, so yeah, I some... caught my
1: bait prior and came into the mountain and started the ichibi drift. Prior to that, we had set the long line gear, which me and Kenton have worked out, and we had our system. So we had set the gear and ichibi drift, and basically what I loaded up off the gear and. The Ikashiri drift, we're getting the quality of fish, the size of fish is huge. The gear we loaded up was basically stuffed the boat, half of the boat in one drift. It was like I came in and I shiwied, I would and I had my longline gear, and I filled half the boat up in one drift.
0: Which, for those of you that don't know, like one drift, that's like, so He in one drift, he caught
1: 5,000 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Um, in one drift, it was basically... It's biting the ass end. That's what me and Ken have to call biting the ass end. <laughs>
0: biting the ass end off the boat. Yeah. So, so, so he's, he's
1: one drift. He's one drift deep, and he's got five thousand pounds. And you're basically telling yeah. Tata, do not catch another fucking squid on that dangler. Pull all those squids in because don't catch another fish on the dangler. We have yes, we yeah. have another set of gear out, and we're right. based off my projected model on what we caught last time and what we have in the boat. You do not dangle because we will be. Yeah. up Chitts Creek I, I, and you're basically going to be in a spot where you don't have ice. I, see, I you, tell people that
0: all the time when they talk about tuna bites. I said, you really probably haven't seen a tuna bite until you actually literally have to hide your squid. lures in your boat. Like, we literally could not even at times leave one squid in the water because a tuna would not
1: stop eating it. Plus the amount of cure it And this is a rubber squid us. hanging three feet from the boat. And, and <laughs> the, the, the amount of fish I have in the water already, you have to calculate if I caught just as much as I did last year drift
0: yeah where am i going to be i'm going to be all up, right
1: sh- up shit's creek all out. right so
0: your most beautiful moment we got to wrap this up so you're, you're five thousand pounds
1: into your first drift second drift have the gear out gears buoys are underwater okay so you correct Can't all right so, so the, ge- the gear's still in the water we're shaving the, ge- the, 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 the gear so you up. threw another set of gear through another set of gear, through gears, another set of gear on your okay, and we're sheaving, and the the floats are going under as I'm watching it go by. So you're eco-sheaving. it's in the
0: dark, but you can see your buoys because oftentimes we fish right next to our our gear, and you can see that your the buoys, buoys are breaking. sinking, which is for anyone that's sign. done it, that's a really good sign. There's only two things that happen when you're like when your gear is sinking like that. You, you hit you, the bottom. You're either having a terrible day or you're having your best day, day ever.
1: ever. <laughs> yeah, so. You know what, boys, stop catching on the Yukashibi. Do not throw another squid in, whether it be Shibi or Dangor or yep. and let's deal with what we have first. Right. And you've been a you, you taught me that. Let's deal with what we have first. Take care of it. Quality so is far quality, more important than quality, quality is far
0: more important than so we, have, quantity, without a doubt. we
1: know it's inviting the ass off the boat. So let's just focus on what we have out prior to us catching more dangling and then we can't even fit all this fish that we have with a line Right, that, the the, gear that's the most insulting thing I always think that then you can do I, a fish also, is not cherish I, it to its fullest no, and let's get back to it I already asked Joe Jr we were the only two boats out I said hey Joe can I dangle the hell out of this boat and just give you my long line gear and you pull it and he said no my freezer's too full you know so it, okay you so you want you
0: were asked Joe if he could actually haul your gear that was in the water because you wanted to top off and he and, and he didn't and he didn't even have room to put he, fish on the boat. Okay, my, yeah. He
1: could take my load in. Front. Yeah, yeah. Here, you haul my gear,
0: and I'm just going to dangle this thing full. Yeah. And and he couldn't even do it. He couldn't even, because he's it full was off. just biting. It's biting the It's off. just I'm full. You yeah.
1: No, I can't do it for you, buddy.
0: Yeah. Those days, you know that that's a really special and beautiful day, and uh, it, it's great that you like experience, like a proper one day fill up like that, and especially with all big ones. And, uh, you know, it's something people talk about, but, you know, the reality is in what we do, like those big hits, those one-day fill-ups, they, uh, they're awesome, but feel, but I, but they're rare. Most they're, mo- they're, they're rare. They're rare. Most they're of what rare. we really you do is go. a grind. It's pick 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 pick, 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 around the clock. I mean, everybody loves the— But when you do get the glory days— It's, it's a good feeling.
1: And how you're saying it, you're going to ask your friends out of the mountain. He's got a two-story pole with ice machines, ice makers, bake makers— he he's, he's set up. You're going to ask him, hey, buddy, can you help me out? He's like, I'm catching so goddamn good. I can't. I can't because your fish in my in my hold is if he wasn't catching. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. You know, that's basically a different deal. But so dude. we got
0: 10 seconds left, guys, and we're going to wrap this up. And we're going to have you back as a guest again because we could talk for fucking three years. Three years I want to no, tell no, no, no. you, thank you.